when you play these sides at, at the top at the higher echelon, you do feel that fatigue later in games. Yeah, yeah, yeah very sore now. <laughs> yeah, and what was Lloyd's message to the girls coming into this game? Because you're taking on the side that's just one win above you, and now you've drawn level. Uh, yeah, we, uh, I can't even remember, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> you are feeling the effects of, of hitting the deck. Yeah. But yeah. well done today. You get the, the $50 voucher for TGI yeah, Fridays right in the city. Yeah. Thank you. So make use of that and congratulations. Go and sing the song with the girls and you're right amongst the come finals football. Yeah, you're listening to you. girlsplayfooty.com radio. During 2014, we headed out to Avalon Airport Oval, otherwise known as Churnside Park in Werribee, to call the Victorian Women's Football League Division Three major semi-final between the Wyndham Vale Falcons and the Port Melbourne Colts. Now, up until this stage, between the two sides, there'd only been the one loss, and that's when Wyndham Vale had beaten Port Melbourne Colts at the start of the year. So the Colts were looking for revenge. The Falcons were looking to continue their unbeaten season. Prior to this match, we caught up with the playing coach of the Wyndham Vale Falcons, Kerry Saunders. You've won the Mitre Premiership, but I guess from today onwards, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> no, exactly. You would have just seen a little bit earlier that Deer Park would have thought they'd go through too, but it's a totally different game. It's a, it's a nice big round, and it's 50-50 for everybody. Uh, last week, you took on Hallam. Uh, they were one of those sides that had to beat you to get into the finals. They fell short. Was it from that point onwards, was it in finals mode for Wyndham Vale? Um, no, probably a little bit before that. Yep. Um, we knew, obviously, the ladder couldn't change for us, so it didn't really matter what everybody else did. But um, I think we've been steady all year and just improving, so it's been that sort of progression that we've looked at all year. Let's rewind back a bit. You had a Wyndham Vale side last year that was playing in Northwest Division 2. Um, a lot of players in and out trying to get numbers. What changed from being that put-together side from last year to being this year where you've just gone in leaps and bounds and have not been defeated? Um, I think it's it's a credit to our youth kids as well because they helped us get mm. that little put-together team last year. Whereas this year we've picked up players from just being there. Once once people see that you have a team, they'll come along and they'll try it. And if they like it, they'll bring another mate with them. And, and we've just been lucky like that. And how has that been, particularly with your youth girls as well? They've been going along sensationally. Unfortunately, knocked out in the preliminary final against Melbourne yep. Uni. But it's good to see you've got the quality ready to come through. We have. And, and you know, there's a three that will retire from yesterday, go on to, to whatever else. But hope we've got a couple in our side for the next couple of weeks, however long we take. But they there is good quality there. They're great kids they're all keen and it's filtered in through our side as well and how many have you managed to rotate throughout the year into your side i think we've managed to rotate six or seven something like that so it's good to add to the numbers going mm. forward and um, what's what's the next step for Wyndham Vale as you progress obviously living outside this finals campaign is it to try and make a, a presence next year in division two is it to try and get that second side up well, it, it's everybody's aim is to make the, the top grade, but that's obviously a long way away and mm. girls will move, some will quit and some will come along and it will, the numbers will change and the dynamics will change, but so long as you've got the youth kids and then hopefully your first side and then maybe another side after that, um, you really need two sides to get to that top level and it's, it's a numbers game really. And is there advantages for you to, I guess, be in an area which is virtually the fastest growing area in Melbourne when you include developments obviously around your area at Manor Lakes, if you go out to Tarnitra and um, East Werribee is going to be developed soon. Is this drawing the girls into your area? It's a bonus for us, but you would imagine we won't be the only side. Um, you obviously got Deer Park and you know and Geelong. You can all pinch players from everywhere. Women's sport pretty much says you need to go where the game is. So it's, it's lucky that we've got the 
the region here, but we won't be the only one picking people out of there. Going into today's game against Port Melbourne Colts, is there really anything you can take out of the game that you played earlier in the year? Since we're so far away that you played, essentially it was your opening game for, for, for round two. Is there anything you can take away from that to install in today's game? No, no, not really. They have, you know, they've played really well. They've only lost the one game, you know, so really it means nothing. It's it's a finals game. It's a big ground, different for both of us. The conditions are good. You can't ask for anything more than that. So other than we're going well, um, I, all we can hope is that we continue that and play our way and, and come on top of the end. We've seen on the edited video highlights that Wyndham Bale <laughs> put up each and every week with the music soundtrack <laughs> as well. Um, you like to play a fast, free-flowing game of football. Is this ground going to suit you here at Werribee? Because it's just looking picturesque at the moment and there's obviously plenty of space to work with. Yeah, uh, it's, it's ideal for us. Anything big and nice, sunny day, beautiful for us. We can't ask for anything more. Jess Cameron obviously is the star of your Wyndham Vale side. Everyone's been talking about her. But who needs to step up in the finals for you to get over the line? Because generally about finals, it's always that second or third tier players that put their hand up that gets a side over the line. Yeah, I think we've been really lucky to have Jess Cameron for the season. But as much as she's kicked all our goals, someone still had to give her the ball. So she predominantly played in the forward half, which meant someone was the, our continual midfield and back half constantly putting the ball in there. So we'll just wait and see who's steps up we've got a few players that you know got specific jobs or tasks and we'll see how we go what's the, what will be the message to the girls as you go into the room to give them the pre-match speech it'll be just keep on keeping on doing our things will there be anything to maybe calm them down a little because a few of the girls no doubt have watched the upset you know and that all of a sudden you know dare I say subconsciously puts a little bit of doubt in their head how do you make sure you get that out that is that is a million dollar question for every sport isn't it you know yeah. to make sure they're calm and they relax and they go out there and play the way they have for the last you know 12 or 13 weeks that's the key to um, a good first quarter and hopefully set up something so it's maybe luck of the draw sometimes. What do you see as the key to stopping Port Melbourne Colts today, who, who no doubt have gotten the back of their minds they want revenge for earlier yeah. in the year, and it's been burning in them all season. And they would have done a lot of homework and yeah. you know worked really hard all year. Um, I'm hoping it's a space and our pace that um, we, we create that that quickness and from the back half hopefully it doesn't go too far too deep for us but um it's it's a winnable game for both sides so we'll just wait and see and just quickly on that how, how do you keep up the quality and making sure all the girls are doing the one percent is because you have played quite a number of lower play sides particularly those that are essentially playing in the division four finals and it's very easy to oh this is too easy we're doing this week in week out this is almost a training drill when they haven't had what i call the quality competition mm -hmm. up against you how do you make sure that they're still doing the little things and they're not just taking the foot off the pedal yeah. um, it's pretty much training yep. they, they know that you know if if you're lazy someone else will come and take that place and it means a lot of um, sprints if you call it at training if there's a mistake or we didn't do the right thing the rest of the team will make sure that they're told about it and it's like no nah, you tow the line or you, you can trundle off or you got extra laps or sprints during the week. radio during 2014 we headed out to AH Cap Reserve in West Preston otherwise known as the Nest the home of the Darabin Falcons they call the game between first and third, the Darabin Falcons and the Melbourne University Muggers. We caught up prior to this game with Mick Sandry, the 2014 coach of the Melbourne University side. He was also co-coach of the Western Bulldogs women's side in the 2014 exhibition game. Uh, prior to this game against Darabin, we spoke with Mick about the success of the Melbourne Uni Muggers for that season, having all three sides qualify for finals. Premier Division, Division 1 and Division 5. Yeah, no, look, um, it's, it's a really great achievement for the club and 
uh, a lot of people working hard um, behind the scenes to, to make sure that um, we've got all teams up and firing and um, to have to have all teams in the finals, it's a, a really big achievement, something we're really proud of. And it certainly builds uh, well for the future because today, obviously, you've got the Darabin Falcons. No one overnight is going to catch up to the Darabin Falcons and get past them. But for the longer term, to catch up to them and have sustained success, that's a positive. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, with our youth girls, I've um, been out there this morning to, to watch them and they had a great win. And, um, you know, we're really proud of the program that we've got in place with our, with our youth girls team and, and bringing those girls through. And um, really that link between the, the youth girls team and the senior team and, uh, and making sure that their development continues through to senior football. And, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years the benefits of that and the girls that have come through. So uh, hopefully, you know, continuing into the future, we see these girls come through and, and perform in, at senior level for us as well. Have you been able to rotate many of the youth girls through some of your seniors? Because even not Premier Division, I'm talking about Division 5 and Division 1 through the year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had um, quite a few girls, um, mainly playing in our, our Division 1 team, come through. There's a, a couple out there today and um, we've had um, one girl came up and, and played Prems um, the other week. So, uh, you know, look, they're at varying levels and, and that's sort of something that we work through with their development and, and the stages that they're at with their football in, into where they slot in in terms of um, the structure of our, of our team. So. Uh, Melbourne Uni last week having the buy in Premier Division. In Division 1 side played, locked down the double chance, locked down second spot in Division 1. Um, a bit of an eclectic side last week. You had a few Premier uh, Division girls such as uh, Ashby, Gemma Anderson, uh, uh, Kristen Hay in there just getting a bit of a run around trying to get some form in before the finals. And at the same time as your president, Tom, you actually had a few girls from last year who were playing your development side last year, your extra 13, which wasn't an official competition, now graduating to Division 1 football. Yeah, absolutely. And and once again, you know, that's the way we've set the program up, that we keep developing girls and uh, in the hope that, you know, they, they, they can step up to that next level. And we've seen that um, with quite a number of players, which is great. And, and those girls that, um, you know, the Premier Division girls that played last week, we... Um, it was a real focus for us about preparing, going into finals, and, and those girls have missed a, a bit of footy, so it was more about um, getting an extra game under their belt to, to get them some um, match time and, um, and get them on the park without having an extra week off. That was our focus around them. So A big out today. Uh, we just mentioned your president's name in, in Lauren Burns. Yoda isn't playing today. That's a key option up forward, gone. Yeah, look, um, you know, she's she struggled a little bit um, lately with uh, with a bit of a shoulder injury, but um, hopefully uh, she'll be back next week. And yeah, it, it does uh, does change our structure up a little bit, but you know, we've got some other players that, that are going to step up and um, and no doubt will perform well and, and fill that role for us. It'll be interesting today, you're playing on a smaller ground here at West Preston. How's that going to work? Because we saw last week, for example, for Gemma Anderson, when she had plenty of space, she could burn off the opponents and was dangerous attacking forward. How are you going to go about today's game playing on this smaller, tighter ground, which is going to be in close footy? Yeah, look, um, it, it is a, a little bit of a change, um, especially, you know, in comparison to our home ground and, and the big open spaces. But, you know, we, we just prepare for, um, for a more con congested style of footy and, and just trying to really win the ball and, and get it out to our runners and, and get the ball forward quickly. But, you know, a big focus for us today is, is our pressure acts and, um, and, you know, applying a lot of pressure to, to Darabin. So, um, in a sense, you know, that the smaller ground helps in that regard as well. What's the mindset coming into today's game? Because essentially it's a dead rubber. It's not going to have any effect on who finishes where in the finals. Can you show all your cards today or do you have to hold back a little and maybe just 
play around a bit with the side and just try one or two things before we hit the serious end of the season? Yeah, look, no, um, you're right. It's it's more. It's not really about the the win, the loss. Um, it, it's more about our processes, and that's what we've been focusing on during the week and and getting our processes right so that you know when we we do get into finals that um, you know we can bring everything together. So that's our main focus um, going into today. That um, you know we feel that you know if we can get all those things right now and our key um, our key points to improve on then. We feel that uh, you know the results and all those sort of things, they take care of themselves, but our process is our focus today. Well, indeed, and of course, uh, a couple of tough matches we said today, and of course, next week, where we've got your game at Diamond Creek, which will be an interesting one, so you can definitely say you'll be match-hardened coming into the finals. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, no, I'm playing the, the top couple of sides, it's uh, definitely, uh, um, you know, a, a good preparation for finals, it's uh, certainly setting the standard, so, um, you know, we're, we're going to know what it's all about, and, and what we, where we have to be to be competitive um, come that Across finals. World Web, you're listening to girlsplayfooty.com radio. During 2014, we headed out to the Peanut Farm Reserve in St Kilda. We caught up with the coach of the Sharks, Lloyd Belshaw. Lloyd, I know we hate the cliches, but today's a true eight-point game, isn't it? You're one win behind Melbourne Uni and a chance to catch up today. Definitely is. Um, I had the same uh, conversation probably about three weeks ago against uh, when we played the Spurs that... uh, that was an eight-point game. It meant so much to us just to get into the four. And um, probably for the next few weeks, every every game I think is going to be the Diamond Creek mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks' time. This one today, it, it's worth so much. And it, it, it's actually going to tell on our second half now where we are going to be standing and where we are regards our football and whether we have really improved. So a lot's going to depend on it. Uh, I think it was safe to say you were slow starters out of the box. You put together... Um, some games, a few quarter performances, but never got the four points. And it, it, it's fair to say in the last few weeks, it's starting to come together. Yeah, um, look, the, the Melbourne New game, um, our first half was, was quite good. And then our third quarter, we fell away and they, they uh, blossomed and kicked five goals. And it was a, a catch-up situation there. And um, we did the same against Diamond Creek. We did this, uh, tell I, the, the game against uh, Darabin. Our first half was poor and then um, a lot more aggression towards the ball the last half. So these sort of things, it's great that it's learning, but uh, the season's that short, you don't want to get away from us, you know. Mm-hmm. Very true indeed, because uh, I think Melbourne Uni have shown that they've dropped the last two games after their loss against Darabin, and all of a sudden they've fallen back to the pack, and it, it shows just how, at least for the top four part, how even the competition can be. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. And yeah, and... and as I said, you know, like if, if we can keep progressing, progressing and progressing, uh, as I said, the, the season's short, but um, probably hoping we would have stepped up a little bit quicker than what we have. Is it fair to say, and I was chatting to Mick Sandry um, a few weeks ago after their game against Darabin, he said, St Kilda Sharks, he says, on paper, seem one of the most dangerous sides about, but he says, it just seems it hasn't clicked yet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my call exactly. Um, yeah, thank God I've got no hair, otherwise I think I'd be uh, pulling it out every week. But uh, look, to the girls' credit, they, they come to training every week and they work hard and uh, they're listening and, and the attention's there. But I think, and I'm praying that once it does click, away we go. That's what I'm, I'm hoping for. So, Is it also true in trying to build that off-field culture? Because one, one of the things I'm quite surprised by, particularly for a VWFL club, not only is it a fantastic website that St Kilda Sharks have got, but you've, the side's even gone as far as creating their own TV show, The Farm. Yeah, um, it's. Well, I sat down with the the president um, at the start of the year and the committee, and um, 
I said it's about time we sold ourselves out there a little bit better mm. and um, the, the committee itself, the, the work that they've put in to promote the club a lot better and put them out there to be a face of, of that area, that's what the club needs. You know, like I'm not going to be there forever, but they are, or I'm hoping that, you know, for their sake that they've got something in two, three years' time that they're building towards now regards attracting girls to the club and they can build on that. And that, that's what we're hoping for and that's what we're striving for and hopefully we're, we're setting up this year for the future for them, you know. And it's fair to say you now have competition in the area. Um, some of the alternative girls moved across and joined the newly formed Port Melbourne Colts women's side and they've jumped out of the box in Division 3-4, sitting near the top end of the table. Yeah, look, uh, don't get me wrong, Port Melbourne Colts, I, I was involved with the men's side here for, uh, <laughs> when Des Tuttenham coached. Um, and they're, they're a great club. Um, and and you've got to admit that uh, with Altona sort of folding regards of women and they're struggling regards of youth girls that they had to go somewhere and I was surprised the majority didn't go to Windenvale but you know to their credit they went to, to Porter a newly formed side and, and they're doing the job it's great you know great for women's football that's a yeah. great part about it and, and tell, tell us about the youth girls as well with St Kilda you've actually gotten to a partnership with St Kilda City yes um, uh, them and um, uh, a couple of uh, sides have sort of only had three and four uh, under 13 girls so uh, they've, they've come across and we've got about I think overall about three or four uh, junior sides that have mixed in with them and, and again we've got four guys that are involved in coaching them setting them up and, and really working hard to to build them up into something so they're going on they've had a couple of wins for the year so they're, yeah. they're over the moon you know so yeah going well with the youth girls uh, let's talk about heading into this game. Some informed players that you've got. We can't go past Mo Hope. 14 goals against Bendigo. And an impressive three-goal performance for the Bulldogs in the AFL women's match. Yeah, look, um, you, you, you see Mo and she's a very quiet sort of a person. But uh, all she is is just full-on football. Um, she loves her football. And, and it's great that um, she's got herself back thinking about her football and her approach to football. Um, I've coached her once before when she came to St Albans when I was involved there and uh, to get her back involved uh, with us again, it, it's terrific. She's just a, a great person too. So uh, very, very happy with her performance so far this year. And, and the softly spoken Phoebe McWilliams as well was showing plenty of potential last week. I, I think the call from the commentary box was she was doing all the right things. There was one or two little things that she just needed to pick up on in her attack on the ball, but she was running to the right places. Yeah, look, uh, I, I suppose probably uh, last week too against um, Footscray for her being with Melbourne, big ground and uh, big occasion, probably a little bit overawed, but I, I still think she competed very, very well. And, and what I'm happy with Phoebe, though, uh, what she's doing for us, she's competing very well for us. So I'm, I'm up there. And um, the good part about Phoebe, she can go from centre forward to centre back into the centre for me. Um, she's uh, very much a flexible player, which is good, you know. And just finally, uh, how important is it to have uh, a playing senior assistant coach and Shannon McFerrin out there on the ground? Well, it's amazing. It's not so much out in the ground too. It's a training. Uh, her, her attitude, her application is fantastic. Her input's incredible at uh, what she does. She steers the ship. It's typical of um, having another leader uh, out on the ground. We've got our uh, leadership group and she's not even involved in that. But what we've set up is that She's the head pin on the ground. Mm -hmm. What she says, she directs, and um, that's how it's sort of based on. And she's doing a great job. She's a, 
Oh, well, she's our senior assistant. She's just a great person. So, yeah, she's going well. Wide web. You're listening to girlsplayfooty.com radio. Back in 2014, we headed to Chansai Park, Werribee, to cover the Division Three major semi-final between the Wyndham Vale Falcons and the Port Melbourne Colts. There'd only been one loss between these sides for the entire season. That's when they played each other in one of the opening rounds, which Wyndham Vale got the chocolates. Wyndham Vale had seemed to be the dominant side, the flag favourites, but it was poor Melbourne Colts who would lead for three quarters until finally the Falcons would rally to take out the game by seven points. These two would not meet again after poor Colts was rolled by the Whitehorse Colts in the preliminary final. And it would be the Falcons that would hold on by under less than a goal to win the grand final the following week at Coburg City Oval against the Whitehorse Colts. In this major semi-final, our player of the day was Bridget Rosso, and Daniel Hill caught up with her after the game. Thanks, Pete. Now we're down on the boundary line with Bridget Rosso, who we gave player of the game. Bridget, big ground out there. You, you cramped in the calf late. It, uh, it was a tiring affair, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm absolutely spent, but so's the whole team, and it was a real team effort. I'm very proud of the girls. You come out and three goals on the board in the first term to the opposition. You were down by 21 points at quarter time. You were sort of staring down the barrel for a second there. Yeah, the first quarter was a disaster, but um, we put that behind us and with the inspiration of Kerry and uh, everybody giving their two cents at quarter time, we definitely picked up. Did you really sort of have to throw a bit out the window and and come out with something different in the second quarter or did you just stick to the, the regular game plan? No, we just stick to the regular game plan and go, go as hard as you can for the ball and... And, uh, you know, look out for your team as well. That's all we do. That's all we've done all season. So it seems to work for us. Now, you love sticking your head over the ball. You copped a couple of knocks today. And I'm sure you'll be straight down the beach or in the ice bath or something tonight. With those, especially, as you said, with the calves, you'll be nice and sore after today. Good to have the week off. Very good to have the week off. Um, our opponents definitely gave us a run for our money. So um, they played really well, very hard going. So they worked us over. So we're very happy with the week off. Are you expecting to pr- probably see them in the grand final? Um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Because you did see the game earlier today, so you know that fourth have beaten third, so that's a, a bit of a turn-up. Yeah, I think the finals are for anyone's taking. Um, if they want it bad enough, then definitely Whitehorse uh, could make an appearance next week uh, in the grand finals. So whoever really wants it next week is going to turn up the week after, so, which is awesome. So we don't know what to expect. We're just going to bring our normal game. Well, good luck and well played today. Thank you very much. Across the World Wide Web, you're listening to girlsplayfooty.com radio. In season 2014, the Victorian Women's Football League came under the management of AFL Victoria and this saw a complete restructure and new clubs. Instead of just Premier Division and Reserves, plus North West and South East Divisions respectively, we saw a new divisional structure of Premier Division, Division 1, Division 2, Division 3, 4 and Division 5, which was a development division, particularly for a new club like the Brunswick Renegades, which was born out of a local pub league. We caught up with Jonathan Barlow from the North Old Boys St. Patrick's Committee who were responsible for looking after the Renegades and asked them how did it all come about and were they happy with finishing second on the table after the home and away season in their very first year as a women's side. Well, finishing second on the table, let's go into the history of the Renegades. Am I correct you first started out as more of a a team out of the pub league in the area? Um, it's actually two sort of streams we started recruiting from. One was uh, 
Last year, the pub team, the uh, Renegade Football League, which plays up at Gillanova in Brunswick, um, they had a game which was just all females, a bit of a promotional type thing last year, and I'm on the committee of the North Old Boys St. Pat's Amateur Club. And based on the success of that, we decided to go put a team together. So a lot of the girls that played in that came from the pub league and decided to play full-time. Uh, are you surprised by the uh, success? First of all, uh, it's tough enough starting up a, a team, and you've got a lot of competitive clubs around the area, Darabin over the Creek, Melbourne, Uni nearby. Are you surprised being able to uh, obviously get the numbers and obviously be competitive on the park? Uh, it's been an absolute shock to me, really. Um, the first training we had, there was... I think zero people turned up except for one phone call, and now it's gone up to about 45 on the list. So it's been phenomenal, and that's all come from getting a good bunch of girls together and uh, trying to build the atmosphere, and then the team comes second. And, and how have you got about that recruiting to get those uh, 45 girls? Has it just been, uh, obviously, by putting up posters and pubs? Has it been word of mouth? The girls just bring on their own friends? How's that happened? A lot of it's come from word of mouth, actually. It's been, um, we got a really good group of girls at the start and they've done a lot of work recruiting their friends and as word sort of spread we still had people coming down to the club through the years so there's a huge appetite for women's football around the area and we've been lucky enough that um got a good group of girls that are able to recruit their friends so it's, it's been great and, and how difficult has that been i mean as much you've got 45 girls there's only 20 odd spots on a list available each and every week how have you gone about trying to uh, rotate those girls uh, throughout the year oh we've been lucky peter in a lot of ways in that Supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers. Thinking about selling your home? or looking for a company to manage your property investments. With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, 
Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 1900. Here, get along. I'm here about the car. Hi, um with you? Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Sellmycar.com.au Conditions apply. See sellmycar.com.au This is Danny Green. On a night out, just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green Perth. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And a very good afternoon. It is 2.30pm Perth time. We are at Main Stadium Subiaco for the Western Australia versus Victoria Women's State match here on girlsplayfooty.com. Good afternoon to you. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have your company for the first time outside of Victoria. We've jumped on the big jet plane and flown across to bring you this match. We'll be starting at 3 p.m. Perth time and, of course, if you're in Melbourne, starting at 5 p.m. So we're about 27 minutes away from broadcast. We've decided to even out the commentary team today, so therefore it's not a Victorian bias call for the afternoon. First of all, coming into the co-callers chair for the day from the Coastal Titans, a very good afternoon to Ash Renshaw. Hi, Peter. How are you? Great to uh, have you along for uh, state football. And just quietly, Ash, I- I've been reading the paper. I saw the comments from Cara Allen. They reckon that the Victorians fear them. There's a bit of, you know, a bit of uh, argy-bargy going on in the press already between the two teams. Yeah, Juddie's out and about. I did read that today in the article. No, she's, um, very com- oh, she seemed very confident and she said she considers herself a Western Australian now. Well, so, one converted yeah. and another person we've got in the country box favouring a two-to-one favour in favour of WA today on special comments. A very good afternoon to Jules Nichols. Hi, Peter. How are you going? Great to have you along, Julie. And uh, you've put on a perfect afternoon for it. I think it's top of today of 23. A few clouds about, but absolutely no chance of rain. No, not at all. And I think this is going to be a cracker of a game today. Uh, we'll see two teams that have... A lot of those girls have come off the uh, AFL game a couple of weeks ago and will be really looking forward to representing their states today. So absolutely looking forward to this one. And talking about that, Ash, um, we've only been, what, what, um, two weeks out from that exhibition match. Uh, uh, It was raised on uh, Facebook under women's footy fans by Lisa Cutter, the question saying, even though normally... uh, a long weekend for most of the country would be the, the most logical place to hold a state game. Considering it's so close to the exhibition match, um, are all players fit? Should they maybe have been given maybe a little bit more of a break? Um, it depends. Well, we were lucky enough, WA, to have the bye last weekend because it was a long weekend here. However, we have a game on Sunday. So, no, I think 10 days for the WA girls is fine. As for the Victorians, maybe not so much, considering they did have to play last weekend, but have the bye this weekend, so... 
Injury news as well, um, Julie, uh, for WA uh, not pulling up from the exhibition game, Kirby Bentley. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame and a, a huge loss to the WA team. Uh, Kirby sustaining that knee injury and I uh, actually spoke with her last night. She was um, pretty gutted that she's going to miss this game and um, but also in the back of her mind uh, has the idea that there's a couple of other big opportunities coming up, one in August and certainly thinking about finals in the WAWFL later in the year. So while she'll uh, be chomping at the bit to get out there today, um, maybe there's some bigger fish to fry down the track. So not as bad as um, Cecilia McIntosh, who uh, unfortunately with the knee buckled uh, for her in that exhibition game, she's gone in or going in for surgery and she won't be back until 2016. But I guess the good news for Kirby is, as you said, she does have that exhibition game in grand final to look forward to. So her season has not gone to waste. No, not at all. And uh, I think she's going to be a few weeks in a brace. um, And she's already told me she's in the gym doing a lot of strengthening anyway. So... You know, she's a consummate professional and she'll be really looking to get that knee right. Ash, the feel-good story, of course, is the return of Tia Haynes. Yes, Tia. Uh, She's only had one waffle game against Swan Districts, I think, about two weeks ago. Um, And she pulled up well after that, after cramping, even though it was, uh, I think, very cold and raining. Um, But her, her rehab, she's just is second to none. She's worked so hard to get here. She knew she wanted to play the state game and she got named, which is great. And I believe as well that uh, prior to her comeback, she'd actually been acting as the runner and still been doing all the training drills with you? Yep. So basically what my team, Pierman, did was uh, Tia would do everything the same um, on game day, warm up, go through, go through the motions, and then she'd just be runner. So it's not like she missed out on anything and was jumping in the deep end. She's been a part of it since pretty much round one. The other injury concern, of course, was uh, Allie Blackburn, if she would uh, pull up in time for rolling her ankle in the AFL Women's Exhibition match. We'll find out about Allie in just a moment's time when we ask the Victorian captain. No, it's not Daisy Pearce that many were expecting. There's been a handover, a changing of the guard, and her Darabin teammate, centre-half back Melissa Hickey, has been named captain of the Victorian side, and I caught up with Melissa last night. Yeah, thank you very much. It sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? And it's an interesting responsibility taking on the Victorian women's captain's role because it's a unique piece of history that the Victorian women's stateside have never been beaten. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing record, isn't it? And unlike uh, previous where normally uh, the stateside would be playing in carnivals, today it's just the one game up against WA, a hit-and-run mission if you'd like. You flew in last night and you'll be flying back on the red eye this evening. Um, so I, I guess little time to prepare over in WA. you just got to get in and get the job done. Yeah, exactly. I guess it's, <laughs> it's mission impossible, but we're, um, we're, we're very excited. Um, obviously, we've had a, a few weeks training all together and we've got a a really, really fantastic bunch of girls. Um, obviously, uh, uh, I think we, I was counting, we've got every single BFL, um Premier Team captain in the team this year. Um, we've also got, obviously, several AFL um, drafted players, multiple state um, players, and, and then a few debutants as well. So there's a really great mix of girls this year. A few of your Darren teammates are joining you who weren't taking part in the uh, exhibition match at the MCG, including uh, Rebecca Privatelli's in the side, uh, Nicole Cullinan's in the team, and also Jess Delpos. Yeah, I think it's just a really great reward for, for their, um, their 
determination and, and hard work to, to try to get into these teams. And obviously, the the draft and the exhibition game is a bit unique in that there's not a lot of development that happens. It's, it's just that one game where you've, you've got to be ready to go. This one, this is obviously, state football's a little bit different and there's a bit more of a chance to, to develop that younger talent. So um, I think it's, yeah, it's a credit to, to those girls to, to have made into the team and I know that sort of playing with them at Darwin, they've all put in really hard pre-seasons and they're in really good form at, at club level. So just a really good reward for those girls. And it looks like you've tried to combat the height of Emma King, who dominated uh, for the Bulldogs in the MCG game and will be pulling on the WA jumper by uh, selecting Tiana Ernst from Diamond Creek. Yeah, she's fantastic. I mean, not only is she obviously tall and has a great leap, she's just so lightning quick. I played her on the against her on the weekend and she's just, she just bolts. So, um, yeah, it'll be really good to have. I know that she's really worked quite hard in the off-season as well, so another reward for, for these girls that are, that are putting their hand up saying we want to play at the highest level and, and she's going to be a fantastic asset for our team. The big question mark of course is on Ali Blackburn. She rolled her ankle late in the game for Melbourne uh, at the MCG. Uh, she didn't play for Melbourne Uni on the weekend. Has she pulled up in time? Yeah, definitely. She's, she's made the trip over and, and she's in the team so um, I know that Ellie's a, a determined player and, and she wouldn't be wouldn't be leaving um, any stone unturned to be able to play for this play this game. So um, she's she's definitely in the side, and, and I have no doubt she's going to be making an impact like she always does. And is everyone fitting one hundred percent? Because uh, there's a few, there's a little bit of word around the trap that a few of the girls are still feeling a bit sore from a, a very tough encounter in that AFL Women's Exhibition match. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of a case of sort of oh, not, not not quite mid year, but midway through our seasons and. This time of year, you kind of will have a little bit of niggles and everything's a bit sore and everything's a bit slow to recover. But um, everyone's raring to go. There's nothing that's going to hold back and there's definitely no excuses for anyone. So um, we're not too concerned about that. And normally yourself, you take on a leadership role as being a centre-half back. You're responsible, essentially, for looking after the defence. But today, as you come into the game, now being selected as captain for the first time, are you looking at things a little differently? believer in that people don't necessarily need to have a, a title to be a leader and um, I've always been someone that I feel quite good with my talk across the ground and really encouraging people so um, I guess in that aspect I'm, I'm not looking to, to change too much um, I'm, I guess I'm also a believer in sort of playing and, and being that example that you want people to do so putting your, your sort of body on the line and, and giving everything in every contest so um, I guess yeah I, I hope just to continue to do that and maybe get around girls a bit more than, than I normally would. I'm a little bit of a shy character, so it's, it's something it's a good challenge for me to get out of my comfort zone and, and get around people a bit more than, than maybe usual. But, yeah, it's just it's, it's such a great honour to be able to, to be the captain of um, an amazing group of girls. It must be mouth-watering to look at the midfield and the forward line who had been broken up around their respective clubs and the Melbourne and Western Bulldog sides. And now when you pull it together, when you think you've got the forward line of Mo Hope, Katie Brennan, Phoebe McWilliams getting delivery, most importantly, from the likes of Daisy Pearce and Elise O'Day. Oh, it's, it's just amazing, isn't it? I almost am quite happy I'm in the back line. I can sort of stand back and watch it all unfold. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. Such Such talent and... Um, yeah, I guess if, if it's going over the top of Katie Brennan's head, then my hope's going to get it. And if it's, if it's hitting up to Katie, then oh, it's just it's going to be yeah, <laughs> fantastic football. 
And of course, playing on the MCG, you got to see the WA girls in action, not only playing alongside you for Melbourne, but also your opponents at the Bulldogs. Who do you think are going to be the key players you essentially have to stop to ensure that you win the game? Well, I mean, obviously in the, in the exhibition games, you've, you've seen players like Chelsea Randall step up, um, Emma, I'm going to get her name wrong, but Swanee, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we call it. She, she had a fantastic game as well. Um, and and then Kiara Bowers always plays really good through the middle. Obviously, Juddy, um, Cara Janellen, the captain of their side and uh, and just a fantastic footballer. Um, there's just so many, so... Um, they're obviously the usual suspects that, that we'll be, be focusing on and, and worrying about, um, yeah, kind of keeping them to as few kicks as possible. And how's it been being under a different coach as well, a TAC Cup coach, instead of your usual uh, women's league coaches? Yeah, it's, it's been really refreshing, I must say. Um, it's got, obviously got a very different style to, to our um, video NFL coaches and even quite different to um, Michelle Cowan. At, at, um, he really... He really challenges us to to take women's football to the next level and, and to play a different brand of football that that he knows that we can we can play and um, it's yeah it's been really refreshing and, and I think he's he's a fantastic coach and I've learnt so much even just in the, in the short time we've all spent together so yeah really thrilled to have him. And we thank Melissa for her time on uh, Thursday night before they flew out to uh, Perth to take part in this game. You are listening to girlsplayfooty.com. It is quarter to three Perth time, quarter to five in Melbourne. That means we're 15 minutes away from a start in this uh, women's uh, Victoria versus WA match here at Domain Stadium, Subiaco. I'm joined, of course, by Julie Nickel and by uh, Ash Renshaw. And, uh, Ash, before we get across to uh, the WA coach in Michelle uh, Cohen, uh, interesting to note, we've been talking about ring-ins um, on, on opposite sides. First of all, for Victoria, we've got a former uh, WA girl in Brooke White. Yeah, Brooke White. She's a former teammate of mine, a fellow Titan. She won two premierships with them. She, uh, After 2013 state opens in Cairns, she decided she's going to move over to Victoria, and she's told me, yeah, she hasn't really looked back since. She's loving it there at Melbourne Uni. And uh, on the opposite side of things, it's strange to say the WA captain is a Victorian in Carrington Allen. Yeah, um, Juddy, she's um, loving it. Uh, she said in a, apparently in a speech to the girls on Tuesday night in the jumper presentation, she's 100% WA now and won't look back. Also, it's interesting to note when we've been looking at the players, um, uh, some of them that have had experience in other sports. Um, Kirby Bentley, obviously not playing today, but was a former netballer. Cecilia McIntosh, not playing today, but she played for Victoria. Of course, uh, she uh, represented Australia in bobsled and javelin, uh, respectively. If you uh, look at some of the current players now, Emma Carney represents Victoria, uh, the Vic Spirit, in cricket, and will probably play in the Women's Big Bash League this year. And uh, a new girl, of course, uh, Ebony Rose Antonio, uh, coming across just this year to play AFL. Yeah, so Ebony uh, plays for, well, she used to play in the uh, National Women's, Women's National Basketball League for the, uh, the Waves and uh, decided she wanted to give football a crack, so she's come down now. And, uh, yeah, she what, played one game and got drafted, basically. Had an outstanding uh, draft match with 15 disposals and is now yeah, in the state team. We might take this opportunity to take a very short break. When we come back on the other side of the break, we will have the WA coach in Michelle Cohen. We are under 15 minutes away from start time. 3 p.m. start time in Perth, 5 p.m. start time in Melbourne. WA versus Victorian GirlsPlayFooty.com. And when you're interacting on Twitter and social media, don't forget to use the hashtag 
WA v Vic. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic. Four Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459-6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com. Match of the day. She's the head coach for the Western Australian women's senior side, and that is Michelle Khan. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Faber. You've obviously been in the WA system for a while. Have you noticed a significant improvement in the girls since they've had that opportunity to play that higher standard of football with the AFL women's exhibition matches? Yeah, you do see it, and I think you give credit to Clubland for that. Clubland's really lifted in their professionalism and, and what the clubs are doing with the Coastal Titans and Swan Districts and South Fremantle and Peel Thunder and East Fremantle. So we see these clubs taking on a little bit more of a professional outlook and, and that's what just feeds for a really solid WA program and then feeds for a really solid AFL draft campaign and, and that's why we you know see quite a lot of WA girls taken in the draft so credit to the WA Women's Footy League for you know lifting and raising the bar in regards to the professionalism of, of Clubland. Now let's have a look at the, the WA squad to take on Victoria now I believe there is an out um, I, I heard on social media that Kirby Bentley might have been playing uh, slightly injured in that second half and I guess she's unavailable for this weekend? Yeah, she is. She got injured in that uh, exhibition game on the MCG. So a real big out for us and a quality leader as well. But, you know, she'll remain around the group and with everybody with her great leadership that she has. And, you know, we'll just make sure that we can look to getting her right and she'll be right for August 16 on Etihad. Uh, the other player trying to make a comeback after doing her ACL and MCL last year was uh, Tia Haynes, who only played club footy just a few weeks ago with the Coastal Titans. Is she in? Yeah, uh, Tia is. She's worked really hard to get her body back and she's played a couple of games now. So she's got a couple of games under her belt before this game. But, you know, a real big challenge for her playing at this level. But she's ticked all the boxes, has done everything right in regards to getting her body right and get the knee right. And, you know, she's, she'll uh, she'll love running out there on domain, that's for sure. Emma King must be coming into the game with a lot of confidence after her performance two weeks ago. Yeah, Emma will. She's grown in the last two weeks you know, as, a, as a ruck and she's been sensational. She's brilliant to have around the group and no doubt she'll take her rucking and football to a whole new level on Friday. And interesting to note that the the goals coming uh, for Melbourne in that uh, match two weeks ago were both from uh, Peel Thunderbirds players, two of them in fact uh, uh, in Phillips and Swanson, I guess also pulling on the WA jumper? Yeah, they both will be and you know probably both line up in the forward line since they did really well uh, on the MCG but They've been, uh, yeah, they work really well together as well. So you could see that synergy and that connection with them when they're running around on the MCG to block for each other and to get each other the footy and play a really good team brand of footy. So hopefully they uh, connect again and 
Hopefully our accuracy is a little bit better on Friday, though. As a Melbourne coach, you got to uh, see firsthand the likes of Daisy Pearce, who uh, dominated uh, yet again on the MCG. Uh, what's your tactic w- with with Daisy? Is it, can you put someone on her to try and slow her down, or you just virtually have to try and run off of her and hurt her back the other way? Yeah, we haven't um, really thought about running anybody with her. We probably won't look at doing that. We'll just look at playing our own game and you know just see how it unfolds and if if they're getting a bit too much of it, we can look at tightening up some match-up there. But at the moment, you know, we're just looking at having uh, a really hopefully open-flowing uh, brand of footy, and which will be a good spectacle for everyone to watch. Obviously, the uh, match-up everyone looks forward to is when a key forward goes up against a key back. Uh, who's going to have the, the job on uh, Mo Hope? I, I noticed Haney Miller at one stage popping down into the back line. Yeah, Haley Haley will be in the back line again, and you know we got the luxury of you know, some really good backline uh, players in uh, Lauren Stammers and even Taylor Bredlin's a former youth girl, and even Ebony Antonio pulled on the Melbourne jumper, and she was sensational when she played in the backline for us uh, on Phoebe McWilliams. So, and and we've also got Caitlin Edwards. So we've got a couple of matchups there that we're we're throwing up to go to Mope, but you know whoever it is going to have a real challenge on their hands and uh, it would be a good contest though. Uh, for you as a coach, how much do you have to go back to the drawing board compared to two weeks ago? Because you obviously had a very successful f- formula that's worked over the last three games with Melbourne, but now obviously you've got Victorian players who've played under you at Melbourne and are aware of your style. How much do you have to try and come up with something new or something a little different to bring to the WA game? Yeah, I think the thing that's different is the uh, talent that you have and, and the individuals that you have in part of the team. So, you know, I'm not really... Uh, they can happy for them to know our game plan and I'm just going to really back our girls to, to you know, execute it that one bit better and, and that one step better on Friday. So um, you try and change up a, a few things, but, you know, everyone's playing a real similar brand of footy these days, but having the luxury of a home home game is beneficial for us, I think. So we'll try and make the most of that. And I guess heavy on the rotations as well. I believe the forecast is for Sunny in 23 on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Uh, it would be a nice day for footy. So, yeah, we'll continue to have our rotations. Um, <clears throat> similar to what we did in Melbourne, they worked really well and our midfield seemed really fresh throughout the whole game. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll look at having those happen throughout the game. Now, as we alluded to at the uh, start of the interview when we talked about the WA-Victoria rivalry, um, we, were, we were chatting during our match of the day uh, this week about the Eastern Devils and Darabin and how the Eastern Devils just can't seem to get over that mental hurdle to be able to beat Darabin. When you speak to the WA girls, how do you approach that? You've got a side here in Victoria that's been unbeaten. I think the closest anyone's got to them is eight points in the game. How do you try and overcome that hurdle so therefore they're not walking out there going, oh dear, you know, this is a challenge? Yeah, it is a challenge, and then that's, you know, footy's 90% above the shoulders. So we've got to make sure that uh, over tonight and tomorrow we'll get the group together for training tomorrow. We'll go out for a nice team dinner and have a bit of fun tomorrow night. And and then, you know, but really set the tone of the expectation and what they can expect with that. But the great thing about it is this group of 23 girls gets to write their own history and gets to write their own story. And <clears throat> we know what's happened in the past, but... We will just go about, you know, focusing on our, our what we want to achieve, what we set out to achieve in the last ten weeks with this team, and and hopefully they can tick the boxes and get the job done. 
as we always say, uh, we like to have a look at the best three players. And not, those best three players are not necessarily the, the highest possession getters, but those who do really need to put their hand up if a certain side is to win a game. Uh, for you personally, who, who do you think are the three that uh, you're hoping will have an impact on the game that might be just enough to get you over the line? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Cara Dinell and Juddy, after her performance at the MCG, will, will be out again just to be really consistent with her brand of footy. So she's a key, key one for us. Uh, and another one it would be Chelsea Randall, you know, coming off that game at the MCG. She'll be really hungry to get the footy in her hands and, and um, you know, run right up the ground and, and create stuff for us. So she's a key and... You know, even with Emma Swanson in, in the forward line can be really dangerous for us. So, And there's a few girls that will have some key jobs with their on, on their forwards. So there's a whole list of them. When I look at our team, um, you know, it's just a brilliant team that in itself I, I think could pull on a, a West Coast Eagles jumper and be an AFL team itself. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com. We are live at the main stadium, Subiaco, Western Australia, for the match of the day. It is state football, Western Australia versus Victoria number one. There is a second Victorian side playing. They are playing on Sunday, 1 p.m. Melbourne time uh, for our pregame show, 1.40 p.m. bounce down against New South Wales ACT. You'll hear that on girlsplayfooty.com. But we are four minutes away from the bounce down in this WA versus Victoria match. Remember on social media to use the hashtag WAV. Vic, joined in commentary by uh, Julie Nichols and Ash Renshaw. Uh, ladies, I don't know why I'm asking this considering you're wearing WA t-shirts, but your tips today, who will win and why? Uh, I actually, My heart says WA, but my head says Victoria. I think they're just, um, what, they've got 19 drafted players playing for them. Um, I think the only thing that might hurt them is arriving late last night and then not really having that run in between, but yeah, my, I'm going with Victoria by about 10. Joy. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to stick with WA. I think uh, they're probably the strongest team they've been able to put out against the Vicks over the last few national championships and uh, a lot more experience now. They've got a number of players, I think uh, 14 who have played in that recent exhibition game. So, yeah, going to stick with them today in a close one, probably uh, maybe even under a goal in it today. I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve and I'm going to go for the big V by five goals today. And the only reason I go with that is I look at it as like a combined Melbourne and Bulldogs side where the Bulldogs forward line didn't function in that game when they had McWilliams, Brennan and Hope, but that's because they didn't have the Melbourne midfield, which the Victorian side do, in the likes of O'Day, uh, Pierce, Kiochi, uh, throw, in their, um, throw in their Emma Carney as well. Those type of players who can win the ball and then, more importantly, feed that forward line is going to be very dangerous. I know there's some quality backs for WA, but uh, Ash, if you just read out those backs, they've got a big job today. Uh, yeah, they do. Sorry, I'm just going over the backman for Victoria. Uh, backman for uh, WA, oh, particularly, particularly if uh, Miller gets used again in the back line uh, like she did against uh, Hope in that exhibition match. Yeah, so they've got, WA will have a fair bit of run in their back line. You've got Liam Maskell, who is an elite runner, um, perfect on both feet. Uh, Hayley Miller, also uh, one of, Australia, or one of uh, the fastest players in the comp. Um, who else is there? Let's have a look. Uh, uh, Stammers, if she Stam. if she's back there, fantastic composure and always got heaps of time. I have no doubt Danellen Juddy, she'll be uh, having a run on the back line as well. 
As we speak, uh, both sides getting uh, ready to line up for the National Anthem. The WA girls have been set for about two minutes, while the Victorians playing a bit of gamesmanship. They walked over to where the um, where the uh, anthem was going to be and then decided to do some run-through sprints <laughs> just to show off. And now I've got round in the huddle, and the WA girls are thinking, oh, maybe we should do the same thing as well. So don't you just love that, a bit of state football gamesmanship? Yeah, a bit of trying to psych each other out, I think, or the Vicks are trying to psych out WA. It's, it's a very interesting approach. Both star-studded lineups not too far away from the bounce here on girlsplayfooty.com. Just a quick reminder as well, AFL Canberra versus AFL Sydney up at Blacktown, 9.30 tomorrow morning, Sydney time. Uh, you can watch that on youtube.com forward slash AFL Sydney live. And uh, Queensland versus Tasmania, 6.45pm Brisbane time on Sunday night. And uh, that is available via AFLQ com.au Just go to the AFL Queensland website. They'll have the link there for you so you can watch that Queensland-Tassie women's game. But as we speak, both sides are getting ready for the uh, national anthem here at Domain Stadium. Umpires uh, standing in the centre, waiting for the toss. Melissa Hickey, the captain for Victoria. Cara Dunnellan, the captain for WA. And obviously the away captain being Melissa Hickey will get the uh, call of the uh, coin. The WA girls lining up for the National Anthem. I think this is their third or fourth attempt at it. <laughs> wondering what's going on here. And the toss has been... I'm not sure if you girls kept an eye on it. Yeah, uh, it was won by Victoria. And uh, they're going to the city end of Domain Stadium. So, so the going left. with the wind. First, the, so to the left of... I'd say the screen, but it's not being filmed. So to the left of the stadium. The left of the radio dial. <laughs> so, uh, and I think it was Jan Cooper out there in the middle that did the coin toss. Uh, we're just having a look now. Both sides uh, lining up for the National Anthem, which should be happening in a moment's time. Crowd just starting to creep now into Domain Stadium with the gates now open. And... Uh, I don't think it's going to happen no. because they lined up for it and then have gone back into their huddles again. There's a bit of confusion already here at Domain Stadium. When in doubt, get on with the game, I say. Most definitely. Well, the siren's gone, so I can't see him doing the anthem. So let's let's get the game going. And that's what they're doing. They've lined up for it. They've given up, and they're all going to run <laughs> to their respective spots. And, uh, Julie, if we just have a look in the middle to see who's going to be some of the matchups. Um, interesting to see that I thought Ernst was going to start in the rack for Victoria, but instead they're going with the experienced campaigner, Ashton O'Connor. But she's got a big job up against Emma King. Yeah, absolutely. I think with Kingy, she's young, pretty raw player, but... She's got a fantastic uh, leap, and uh, her tap work is uh, definitely improving. So, you know, we saw in the exhibition game, um, her hit-outs was uh, far superior. So it'll be interesting today. She's got young Brianna Green in there. Looks like Juddy and uh, Kiara Bowers. Uh, fantastic setup. It'll actually be interesting to see if uh, Breen goes to Carney. She had a fantastic battle uh, in the exhibition game, so... Looking forward to see if that matchup happens again at any time today. And to get us underway here on girlsplayfooty.com, live from Domain Stadium, your league caller for this afternoon, Ash Renshaw. And here we go. King O'Connor go up. King wins it down straight to Bowers. He kicks it out onto the wing in front of us here. He's fourth. He's got some time. Slips it up to the half-forward flank to Lake. He falls a bit too short. Tries to grab it. Green picks it up, smothered there by Kearney. Back out to Green, who feeds it back door to fourth. Gives it to Danielle, who's cut off there by Kearney. 
And Emma Carney quickly gets away for Victoria, moves out towards the wing position, looking for Brennan, went through her hands, out there was Donnellan at the back door, managed to go for the switch of play, and they're on through Miller here, who kicks him towards the half-forward flank position, but standing still and coming a whack across the scone at the last second was Privatelli, gave off a hand pass to Pierce, Pierce worked it wide, find uh, the player there in Callanan, who went around in circles, went back and found the safety of Meg Hutchins. Hutchins looking for options, not really giving much, play on says the umpire, she pops it into the square, falls short, fighting for its Blackburn, who's unsure with that ankle, but Carney gets it out. Swanson tr- tries to pick it up but misses, looks to be Ernst under the pack, and we'll have a ball up at the centre-half forward of Victorian's 50. Julie, uh, early pressure on, both sides going in for an edit. Yeah, definitely, and a lot of backdoor use of the footy at the moment. Um, you see Meg Hutchins there and also through Cara Donnellan. Uh, uh, copying a little whack there, high was Carney, 65 metres out from home, goes for the one-on-one, looking in the hope direction, ball spilled free of her, bubbled around, there was Delpos who was lurking around, the WA defence is going to hold up, Caitlin Edwards was besieged upon, ball got knocked out of her hands, Hope got it across, Blackburn one step, have a shot at goal and gets it! Blackburn were worried about her ankle. Doesn't matter. She is on the scoreboard. And we have gone a minute and a half into the first term. Victoria, one straight six. WA, yet to score. Yeah, fantastic little build-up there. Really started across uh, half-back through Hutchins. And, you know, Victoria have got great runners through that midfield area. And even though there was a bit of pressure there coming from the WA girls in defence, um, that's a terrific snap there by uh, Ellie Blackburn. Yeah, Ellie uh, did really well there. She just reads the play beautifully. So up we go. King wins the tap, but falls to Carney. He's had a lot of it. Hands it off to Ashmore, who goes for a run and has a bounce on the far wing of Domain Stadium. Kicks it to the half forward, and the ball will spill over for a throw-in. Brennan chasing it out of bounds there, being chased by Antonio. So that's an interesting matchup early. Antonio on to Brennan as we wait for the ball to be thrown in. 55 metres out from goal. Back into play. O'Connor, one out against King. Tackle laid on by Blackburn. And the uh, player going nowhere. So we'll have another ball up. 50 metres out from goal. Thrown up high in the air. King goes for the leap. O'Connor wins it down. Trying to come through. There was Carney. Couldn't get it. Ball bubbled around there. O'Day couldn't get her hands on the pill. Just popped up in the air. Ashmore got knocked over in the process. Coming through. There was Haley Miller. Getting plenty of the ball early. Put it out towards centre wing position. Bumped off Phillips. Ball went to ground. Contest now forms. Coming in O'Day to lock it up. And the umpire calls for a bounce. Centre wing out of side here at Domain Stadium. Three and a half minutes gone. First turn. Victoria one goal. WA yet to score. Ball stone up, King O'Connor going at it again. Picked up there by Privatelli. The ball's kicked to the half forward, but f- scooped up by Forth, who gives it off to Hooker. Who gives to Smith, who throws it on her left, but only goes as far as the Victorian on the wing. And I think it's Kiochi that I can spot from here. Kiyochi. Who gets on the right, going in the direction of Carney. Went over her head, foot race, shrugged off one, going to sell the candy to the second, gets on the left, a little toe poker, just over the head of Hope, couldn't hang on to it. Stammers is waiting out the back door. Stammers in the defensive goal square, kicks it around the corner. Ball does her teammates some favours out here. On the right, and a smother at the last second. O'Day coming across, has seen the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. Breslin frustrated. Yeah, she didn't look too happy at that, but well done there by O'Day, who's coming off now for a bit of a rest. 
and on comes Loins. So we'll have a throw in, 55 metres out from the Victorian goal, picked up there by Donnellan. Lake picks it up, goes backdoor feed to Miller, who kicks it into the centre of the oval. Unlucky there was Gibson. And she's rewarded with the free kick. And advantage, Randall running on. Has a bounce. Has plenty of time. Has a second bounce. Runs in. Can she deliver it? She does. WA on the board. You could see there Kelly Gibson just one out. Just outside the centre square there. And some great follow-up work by Chelsea Randall. Umpire calls advantage. She's away. Probably not too many people are going to catch Chelsea when she's on the burst like that. And few bounces and then kicks the goal. Sensational footy there from WA with that open 450. No one home and Randall. That's the highlights reel there. And it levels it up at the five-minute mark. One goal apiece here at Domain Stadium. Ball back in the middle of the ground. Again, O'Connor versus King. King wins the tap down on this occasion. And it's WA with a clearing kick towards the centre-half forward position. Little nudge under the pack there to try and get Hickey out of the way. A hurry kick off the carpet. Phyllis was in there. So is Smith to try and get it going forward. The umpire says two. Too high, and that's going the way of Gibson by the look of it. Yeah, that was really uh, well drawn there by Gibson to uh, be rewarded with that uh, high tackle and free kick. Kelly Gibson, 60 metres out from home, goes to the pass of the forward line. It had to be pinpoint perfect, and it was, and she spotted up Kiara Bowers. And that's pretty good there by young Kelly. She had a number of options leading out to her. She just took her time. There was a beautiful one, first up lead by Jess Wushner. She ignored that and then slipped it over the top to Kiara Bowers, who just snuck inside 50 there, and she really should slot this. In she comes now from 35 metres out, slight angle, has no problem whatsoever. Well done there by Kiara Bowers, a.k.a. Turbo. Little things about Turbo, she's a three-time waffle and current best and fairest winner, pick four in the 2015 draft, and in that game she had 19 disposals and a goal. And she puts WA ahead for the first time. They're two straight 12. Victoria, one straight six. Six and a half minutes gone in the first term. That was, uh, well, uh, I think one out there by Filicamo. It's gone over to give Carney a bit of a bump. She's good at. Yeah, but that's going to be a role today, I yeah, think. She's very, she's very good at tagging. First game of the season, absolutely tag. Kirby Bentley, other game against one district. So she's very good at that role. Up in the air again we go. King wins the tap down, but it was straight down the throat of Carney, who got on the right boot and went looking for rain with that kick. Went out towards the wing. Foot race on. Loins is going to be the first one out there. Hooker going with her at the same time. Nearly chopped up the teammate there in uh, Ashboy out there. And the umpire is going to call for a ball up on centre wing. Yeah, the King there's uh, winning those taps really clearly, but unfortunately for WA, not really making the most of the clearances. King wings out again, put it down the throat of her teammate, trying to get it on to Bowers, who was besieged upon quickly, and we're going to call for another ball up. Another ball up on that centre wing there. All pretty much on that side. King tapped back there. Tried to pick that. There was Hooker, but failed. Filicamo grabs that, gives it to Masco, gives it to... Hooker, but cut off there by Victoria, and Callanan takes the mark in the centre of the square, plays on, kicks it onto that far wing again. Taken there by Arnell, who pops it over, but it's only cut off by, you guessed it, Donnellan, who switches it, kick's got to be good, falls a bit short, tried to hit Lug, but didn't. Swanson now, Chochi picks that up, assesses her options. Gives it off to O'Day, but the ball goes out of bounds. Yeah, smothered there at the last second, coming across Miller. 
Sees it out of bounds. So we'll have a throw in between centre wing and half forward flank. Changes being made. Brennan off. Replaced by McWilliams. So half forward for half forward there. Thrown back into play. Front posse again. O'Connor. Oh, pardon me. It's Ernst. Nearly Falconer on the head as well at the same time. Trying to get a little hand pass up in the air is Cart. He's been getting a lot of the ball early. Had to use Callan and had to work it sideways to uh, Hickey, who then had to get it across to Privatelli under pressure. Dangerous kicking towards the middle of the ground. It worked out okay. Spotted up a teammate. And that teammate is Jessica Delpos in the centre of the ground. Her kick just went through a series of hands as McWeens went up for it. Went out the back door. In goes Blackburn who tries to fish it out. She can't. Bunch of players all over the ball here at half forward. Popped out. Trying to get the hands in there is Pierce. Pierce manages to guide the way for Ashmore. Ashmore delivers inside the forward line. Mark taken by Arnell who goes to the pocket. Mo Hope! And she takes the ball on the chest. Lining up from about 30 metres out. 45 degree angle. That was a really good strong lead there by Hope. And a pretty clinical build-up there by the Victorians. Just made the most of some great disposals. And, yeah, now we see an opportunity in front of goal again. To try and level things up here at the nine-and-a-half-minute mark of the first term at Domain Stadium on girlsplayfooty.com. Moana Hope comes in and likes it as soon as it left the boots. She was clapping to herself, said, yeah, I'm pretty satisfied with that. And Victoria draw level. They're two straight 12 apiece with WA as we get close to 10 minutes gone in this first term here at Domain Stadium. Yeah, so pretty uh, even contest, I think, so far. And, you know, hopefully this is going to be the theme for the rest of the game today. Uh, I'd love to see a close one. I'm a big fan of a kick after the siren to win a game. So <laughs> I'd be happy to see that today. But, yeah, terrific start by both sides. So, back into the centre circle, up we go. O'Connor wins that, gives it off to Pierce. He's got all the time in the world. Kicks it up to half forward, but uh, Antonio sweeps it up. Maskell pick, picks it up off the ground, who hands it off to Stammers, to Lug, who dodges through Victorian traffic, pops it up high, but only goes as far as Callanan. Umpire says, no, you chopped, chopped her arms, and she's played on quickly. Filicamo. Tried to give her a bump, she does. And Callanan's kick only goes as far as Donellan. Donellan sussing out her options and notices Filicamo at the half forward who swings around. Ball goes up into the centre wing. Wushnesa, I don't know it was Wusha. Phillips tries to pick it up and the ball falls over and goes out of bounds. It's one of those trickier surnames, but lucky she spells it yeah. out on Twitter, Wuchna. <laughs> yeah, saying Wuchna, we call her Wusha, but yeah, Jess Wuchna over from Tasmania, plays for Clarence, so g'day to all the Clarence players over there. One of our uh, throwing right in front of our broadcast position, tap back by O'Connor, now fell into the hands of Carney, uh, waved through traffic, and got mown down there. by Brianna Green. Brianna Green. <laughs> It was a heat-seeking missile she was, and Cardi didn't hear the footsteps. And Green gets with a kick, goes about 30 metres, pops it up in the air. It's a difficult helicopter kick, but it finds Kira Phillips. Phillips, right in front of our broadcast position near the interchange gates, kicks it long and high towards the half-forward flank position. Oh, nearly landed on the head there of Frederick Traub. Couldn't handle it, but the kick is kicked towards space. Foot race on, Randall coming. Hutchins going to be to it first. Hutchins in the back pocket, kicks out to space on the open side of the ground. No one out there. Foot race between Blankburn with that ankle up against Stammers. Blackburn gets to it first. Turns Stammers inside out. Off defensive centre wing. Kicks up towards McMillian who had to pick it up off the carpet. Try to get her disposal to O'Day. 
but O'Day got bumped off the football. Coming through there is Green again, who had to weave through traffic, sold the candy, kicked it towards centre wing out of side. Back crashes are two WA girls, and Lux of Fortune for Blackburn, who now got it over the top to O'Day. O'Day feeds the hand pass to McWilliams. She's about 55 metres out from home. Over the head of Hope, foot race on in the goal square. And back there oh. is Delpos. And she got moaned on by Miller and taken over the boundary line and out of bounds. Two metres around from the point post, Julie Nichols. Yeah, desperate tackle there by Hayley Miller right down near the Vic's forward line. But just fantastic transition there by Victoria. There's a, a turnover just in front of half back and then they've been able to move the ball so cleanly. I'm liking the matchup between uh, Miller and uh, Kiyochi. Should be a good one. Two elite runners. So we've got to throw in the ball. is in the Victorians. 50 they're all scrapping for it. Carney gets it out. Pops it into space. Hope running onto it with Edwards breathing down her neck. Smothered there by Antonio. Donellan scoops it but is brought down to the ground by Brennan. And you could see uh, some good teamwork down there by Western Australia defensively putting a lot of pressure on there to cause the stoppage. Frederick Torb went up there in the ruck ball, hit the ground for CO overran. It's still inside the forward 50 here for the uh, Big V. Managing to pick it up there is Wuchner against the boundary line, but she got bundled over and will have a throw in 45 metres around from goal. In case you hear that name, number five, it looks like Chiochi, but I've been told by Steph, Kiochi. Oh, Kiochi, pardon me. Kiochi. I'll, I'll get it right. I've been calling it wrong for a year, so forgive me if it still takes me four quarters as the ball is thrown back in 35 metres out from goal, and it's all going to be wrapped up again. Third person into the contest is Stammers. We'll have another ball up. If you just joined us, 14 minutes gone, first term. WA and Victoria deadlocked to two straight apiece. Frederick Torr goes up against McWilliams. McWilliams brought it to ground, tried to do her own roving work. Tackle laid on by Arnell, who laid it on the WA defender. Ball popped out, though, to Carney, who got it across to Ashmore among his teammates. Popped it in the goal square and stayed up. Oh, oh no, Mo no, no. Hope, what have you done? What uh, have you done, Bo Hope? Julie Nichols, can you explain I that? I cannot explain that. It's one of those tricky ones as a footballer. You don't know whether to grab it or not. You don't know how much the ball is going to continue to travel in the air. Had a funny bounce. Made that decision, and that's one she'll just have to cop. And she tried to drop it onto her boot and missed her boot. Absolutely. So Lake collects the ball onto the wing, tries to centre it up. Bit of a mishap kick. We should mention as well that was a point out of that yeah. play. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks to be Traub and Ernst go up. Ernst now grabs it. Umpires, oh, no. Traub was held. So Troll will have the free kick. Oh, no. Okay, no. Filicamo will have the free kick. She was held onto the wings. Looks for options. Switches it. Sees Tia Haynes, the 2014 number one draft pick. Scopes her options and notices Antonio. She loves a leap but just fails to have it, grab it. But she manages to grab it off ground. Gives it off to her teammate in Donnellan. Tackled there by Brennan. And we'll have a ball up just in front of the commentary box. Victoria lead 2 one third in your WA, two straight 12, 15 and a half gone, first term on girlsplayfooty.com. Ball up in the air again, King versus Ernst. Ernst won it, brought it to ground, Green tried to pick it up, pierced to it first, knocked out of her hands, O'Day tried to work it sideways, and seeing it over the boundary line was Bree White. We'll have a thrown right in front of our broadcast position. Peter Holden, Ash Renshaw, and Julie Nichols with you in commentary. 
Don't forget, we are back on Sunday afternoon, 1pm Melbourne time for the second Victorian side as they take on New South Wales ACT at Pump Road Oval. Green try to take it out of the contest. Bowers ducked her head, caught straight away by Kerrick going nowhere. We'll have a ball up between centre wing and half forward flank broadcast side for WA. King goes up, cuts it down, goes to Carney, and there's a free kick given here. Trying to suss out Hoot. Free kick given to Ernst. Gives a backdoor feed to Carney, who's almost chased down there by Randall. Popped up to O'Day, just couldn't hold it. Donellan all over her. Crowd's calling ball, but we'll have a ball up on the centre wing. Just a really good contest so far, guys. I think... Uh, yeah, like I said before, hoping that this continues throughout the game. Carney grabs it, spots Brennan, who wheels around on her right, pops it up in front, no, over to Hope, who has Breslin breathing down her neck. How will the ball fall? Breslin manages to grab it. Hope tackles her. The ball spills out, and we will... Oh, no, the umpire has said holding the ball. So free kick about... 40 out to Hope on the boundary lines. Tries to square up Brennan, spots her, and she does. Victoria then just kept their forward line open as much as possible, so there was numerous options. Um, and here we see Katie Brennan lining up. And, of course, Katie, one of the three Queensland ring-ins for Victoria, if you count uh, herself, Asher O'Connor and Tiana Ernst. Wouldn't be complaining about that ring-in, though. <laughs> Brennan lining up from about 35 out. A little bit of a tight angle. Let's see how she goes. No worries in the distance. Oh, and it just hits the post. So scoreboard shows 2-2-14 Victoria WA 2 straight 12. 18 minutes gone first quarter. You're on girlsplayfooty.com. Live around the world wide web. We had a 3 p.m. start time in Perth, a 5 p.m. start time in Melbourne. The kick in from fullback is long towards the King direction. King. And she stands tall. The King. She had a day coming with a late fist, but still managed to take it in front of a pack of four. And King at halfback flank is looking for some options. At this stage of the quarter, you'd have to go down the line. That's what she does. Going to the contest. Privatelli was flying there. On the ground, Antonio. She goes fighting in hard for the ball. And the umpire says there's four on top of it. And uh, I will call for a ball up. And I think that is Moorcroft. Indeed, it is right on the bottom of the deck. I should have mentioned that both emergencies are playing today. So 23 for each side. As it's shoveled out there quickly to Privatelli, who got bowled over. Great pressure there by Green. And the ball went out of bounds on the full. And the free kick ending up with a WA captain. It's got about, just about a minute remaining in this first quarter. Donellan pops it down the line, trying to hit up a teammate in Randall, who the bash and crashes into two Victorians, but they manage to get the ball. Carney out to Pierce, who gives it to White, who looks to a teammate in Brennan, who just fumbles it. I think the sun got in her eyes. Antonio says, thank you very much. Gives it off to Green, who feeds it back to Bowers and spots Swanson at the halfback line. Swanson pops it over. Looks to be... Haynes, sorry. Pierce scoops it up. And Kiyochi now has advantage. Pops it looking for Brennan Miller. Cuts that off. Ash, oh, is that Arnst? Arnell. Arnell, sorry. Kicks it to Hope, who marks it, plays on, and kicks a goal, which WA would not be happy with. Red zone, and they gave up a bit of an easy goal. 
Julian Nichols, they've got to be disappointed with that. That delivery was way too easy to mow home. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly this late in the quarter, they would have been looking to really hold firm defensively and not uh, let another score through. But Victoria, way too easy. I don't think Michelle Cowan would be very happy with that one. Yeah, as we said, that goal kick with 15 seconds remaining on the clock as well, just when WA were holding up across half back. So the score at quarter time, 3-2-20 Victoria, WA 2 straight 12. Ashley, goal kickers to quarter time. Uh, we have Blackburn with one and Hope with two for Victoria. And for WA, we have Randall and Bowers. And that's how the uh, goal kickers are looking at quarter time. Uh, Julie Nichols, uh, your thoughts on some of the better players for that quarter? Yeah, look, I think for Western Australia, you've got a lot of uh, work there from some of their midfielders in Brianna Green and uh, Kiara Bowers. You've got Donnellan sweeping across half-back, setting a lot of the play. And I think King's had a great quarter. It's just they're not necessarily getting the value for money out of her tap. She's clearly winning those taps there and just not being able to get those clearances. So... Uh, probably those for mine for Western Australia and I think for Victoria you've got Carney, you've had Hutchins again across half back there uh, a little bit of service in from Blackburn um, and terrific to see Mo Hope getting on the scoreboard again. And it's interesting to see that the goals coming for both sides mind you have been when the forward line has managed to open up a bit. Absolutely yeah big forward line uh, from both teams and they're using the wide spaces of Subiaco Oval to their advantage and most of those goals are coming from transition so there's been a turnover and girls are working hard to get back inside 50 but the open forward line's allowing those goal scoring opportunities for both teams. And just a reminder if you want to join the conversation at all on Twitter and Facebook use the hashtag WAVVIC. Matt Marsden from girlsplayfooty.com is having a look at our Girls Play Footy Twitter handle. He's keeping an eye on everything and you can ask him questions as we go along throughout the afternoon by using the hashtag WAVVIC. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at quarter time at Domain Stadium where it's Victoria 3-2-20 leading WA 2 straight 12. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets, Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers! Thinking about selling your home? Or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340-1900. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy. They've been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left-hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. 
at Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Get behind the wheel of a V8, or any car for that matter, and it's all about being in control. Get behind the wheel after you had a few drinks and you risk losing that control. You're much more likely to cause a crash or even kill someone. So before you drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink or pull your money together to share a taxi. The life you save might be your own. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back here to Domain Stadium Subiaco, where we are at quarter time currently, and the scoreboard shows Victoria 3 2 20 leading WA 2 straight 12. And as I was chatting with uh, Julie Nichols and Ash Renshaw during the break, WA have certainly taken it up to Victoria. Unfortunately, it's just been one or two little errors that they've made that's, that's hurt them that extra goal on the scoreboard. Yeah, definitely some disposal errors. I don't think it's a decision-making error. I think it's actually just a disposal error. So they'll be looking to improve on that this quarter, and I'm sure Michelle would have been talking to them about that then. Uh, Interestingly, we see Victoria with uh, nine inside 50s for their three goals. So um, it looks like the Western Australia defence is holding up in some way. Uh, Western Australia with their three for that quarter. And uh, eight points the difference, uh, Ash, certainly uh, not a long way back from WA. One quick goal uh, in the second term and she's all on again. Yeah, we've just, uh, we are just talking before how um, if most of the goals have come if the forward line is open. So if WA can just keep, keep the cage open and have runners like Chelsea, Chelsea Randall, Bowers, Forth running into it, they'll be laughing. That's what they'll be uh, hoping for in this second term as the switch of ends means that WA will be now kicking towards the uh, city end and Victoria kicking towards the... As much as we hear at Subiaco, it is the true Subiaco end, the other end. It is. Which, of course, is the uh, right of your radio dial. All is in readiness to get us underway for the second term here on girlsplayfooty.com. Here's Ash Ranshaw. So here we go. King and O'Connor will be at it all day. So they go up. King wins it, taps it back. Donna unlucky, picked up there by Victoria. Kick to Brennan, who is taken straight down to ground by Antonio, and we will have a ball up on the top of Victorian's 50. I'll clear the way again. King versus O'Connor in this <laughs> contest. O'Connor brought the ball to ground, tried to charge through his O'Day, stripped at the pill, couldn't go anywhere with it. Ball on the ground, trying to fight in hard there. Hooker to try and get a hand pass out. Umpire's blown the whistle, set too high. And WA will take the free kick quickly and go for the switch of play. Swanson's got space at half back, takes the mark, got runners on further afield. Frederick Torb was there on the long distance. Kitten the player on the mark there in Kerrick, who went to go back, claimed Swanson. Swanson got the hand pass away, only as far as Denellan, who got claimed high. And Juddy gets the free kick. And she is still trapped on the defensive 50 arc. Donnellan pops it short to Haynes. He's looking for her options. He goes long down the line. Who's home? Fourth unlucky there to hold it. Carney pops it out to Pierce, who just misreads it. Ashmore scoots it up, gives it up to Pavelli, but falls out on the boot to Wush, Wushner. Hutchins grabs it. She's Traub. Is all over her, but the ball is still in play. They give it off to Ashmore, who pops it back down the line and only goes as far as Donnellan. He's had plenty of it. 
WA captain right in front of our broadcast position, centre wing, decides to kick it long up the line to Frederick Torb, went through her hands, couldn't hang on to it, Hutchins was there, there was Ashmore trying to pedal in front of herself, Carney's going as well, Shepard laid on by Callanan, calling back from the 1-2 from Privatelli, Carney now got it across there to Pierce. Pierce had to get out a quick hand pass to the captain and Hickey, Hickey went towards the middle of the ground, dangerous kick and it hasn't paid off, straight down the throw of Ebony Rose and Antonio, could hurt him the other way, going to Randall who takes it quickly, gets the hand pass off to Hooker, Hooker working one. Got to find uh, Phillips, dropped it, gets it back again. In fact, pardon me, it was Smith. Smith now pops it in towards the forward 50. Going for it, there is Frederick Torb. Couldn't hang on to it. Ball is there. At the back is Cullinan. She can't hang on to it. Pressure in the goal square for WA. The kick is going to be cleared, but only as far as the player in Emma Swanson, who takes the mark at 50 metres out from goal, goes for the cute little chip kick, doesn't pay off. And uh, it's going to be Cullen, who's just going to weave through, get a hand pass over the top while under pressure. O'Connor there as well, couldn't lay a tackle. Bowers weaves through traffic. Bowers has a peg. Bowers gets the goal. Kiara Bowers, all class. That was well done. She scooped the ball up on that far little uh, pocket. Knew she had time, so her teammates must have been talking to her and uh, just popped it through the middle. Yeah, yeah, she had to do it all herself. She's so dangerous down there, Kiara Bowers. You know, she's an absolute running machine, but when she's around goals, you don't want to leave her with a foot to spare because she's really accurate. That was a beautiful snap and probably started from uh, across half back there with Ebony Antonio. Just, I think that's her role today to come in and a beautiful sweeping mark across there and just set up a great transition across the far wing and yeah, finished off beautifully there by uh, Kiara Bowers. Three minutes gone, second term, two points to difference. 3 2 plays three straight. Victoria leading WA. Hand pass out in the middle to try and find Carney. Carney going backwards to Pierce, who got on the right boot. Goes out towards the half forward flank position. McWilliams tries to get off the half volley. Bounced at her knees. Had to go back in again. Got bumped off the pill. Comes out towards center wing. Kiochi is there. Gets on the right boot. Kicks around the corner. But it is red best by Emily Rose Antonio, who took it in front of Brennan. Sounds like a good t- contest there, Antonio and Brennan. She's doing well. Gets on the right boot. Goes long up the contest, went over the head there of Carney and Mark taken by uh, Filicamo and Filicamo looks further afield, who's on for it, as she come back in ball to go down the line, she goes down the line and finds the safe hands there of Rianne Lug Rianne Lug plays on oh, touched on there by Ashmore O'Day grabs it oh, sorry, no, giving a free kick, pushing the back there by Green, so O'Day Pops it short in Brennan, who just misses it. Picked up by Haynes, who pops it out into space. Scooped up by Forth, who tries to give it back oh. to Haynes, but only goes as far as Carney, and just giving the free kick, taken high. Handballs it off to O'Day. Tries to hit up McWilliams, but only goes as far as Haley Miller, who goes. She's off, has a bounce. Kicks it out into space to Randall. Who tries to mark with one hand, but doesn't. But W have got numbers, and they're off. Gibson. Could go a bit closer and decides to keep, pop it up in the air and goes out of bounds. Yeah, real missed opportunity there, I think, by Kelly Gibson. There was a couple of free players out on that far wing for Western Australia and perhaps would have liked to have seen Miller use one of those. Randall nearly took another specky, which and is what she's renowned for. And advantage was paid there as well because yeah, it yeah, was held. Yeah, absolutely. And they had numbers. 
Bord Gibson needs to go in a bit further. Ball to be thrown back into play. Higgy versus Frederick Torben, the rack contest. Ball hit the ground, though, and uh, Hutchins is caught straight away. Over the top of her, there is Randall, and the umpire blows the whistle and says uh, we are going to call for a ball up just near the goal square. It's two points to difference. Victoria leading WA. Five and a half minutes gone in the second term. Ball hatched out. Traffic jammer players. Frederick Torp was in there. Bree White shot out a little hand pass. The kick up the line by Pierce to try and gain some metres. Close towards the boundary line. Arnell was there, and the ball is going to get shuffled out. Eventually, it was Pierce that saw it over, and running with her was her counterpart number two, and Kiara Bowers will throw it in 45 metres out from the WA goal. And both Bowers and Pierce have excellent football resumes. So two champions on each other. So Traubin O'Connor, ball tapped down. Victoria win it, feeding it out. Looks to be Kiyochi, who hits up O'Day on the back 50. Pops it out to the wing in the reliable Bree White, who goes for a run. Kicks it down the wing and hits up McWilliams. Pushes back. Centres it, centers it up to O'Connor, who wheels around. Who pops it into the 50. Hope. Does she hold it? She does. She had to juggle it there, but she marked it. Three bites in the cherry, and Julie, once again, when you've got open space to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And Victoria just worked that beautifully up the ground there. Just, you know, some fantastic disposal by foot. Um, and then you see, yeah, Mo Hope with a paddock to run into and sees her lining up from about 30 metres out. So Hope lining up for goal, makes the umpire dance oh. and hits the post second time they've done that today so Breslin with the kick in and we'll look for some options and decides to go towards the broadcast side halfback flank Brennan's parked underneath it had one by the cherry couldn't hold it O'Connor got it out to Ashmore who got it out to O'Day Junior ran into trouble she was claimed fourth was there the umpire said she threw it and therefore it will be a free kick going the way of Ebony Rose Antonio and she's from half-back. She goes long and high with the kick. Coming forward, Green, who parked herself underneath it, but left it to go to Phillips. Phillips has got him on in the centre of the ground if she decides to go in that direction. Long and high. Frederick Traub oh, oh, just well got end up being pushed underneath it more than anything by Hutchins. Here they Took go. It, went one over the top. Now it's on for Miller. Miller from inside 50. Runs to 35. Has it going. It's she it. brings it. Oh, no. She Ke clips the post. Kelly Gibson there. Peter, Kelly yeah, Gibson, Gibson, all by herself inside that 50. And she had some more time. She needs to oh. run closer into goal. Oh, dear, oh. oh, me. So two missed opportunities on both sides. Still two points the difference. Victoria lead WA. Kelly Gibson will be really disappointed with that. A couple of scoring opportunities there. And usually she's a beautiful kick of the football. So I think she'll be looking to try and redeem those. Currently fourth on the Waffle uh, goal kicking Tally. And the kick that was missed as well could have been a real oh, momentum oh, builder. Absolutely. absolutely. So, we have a throw in. 55 out from WA's goal. Falls over the back. Pierce has it all the time in the world. Hands it off to her teammate. Who kicks it out into the wing. Looks to Vessio but misses. Breslin scoops that one up. Pops it high. Looking for Randall. And it's taken there by White. 
Kicks it across quickly to uh, Carney, who had to get going to Ernst in the middle of the ground. Ernst with a little Texas wedge over the top is going to be easily marked, though, by Swanson. Defensive side of centre circles. Swanson looking towards the broadcast side wing. Got to be good with her kick. It's a grubby one to lug, but she managed to get around Ashmore. Then got it on quickly to Filicamo. Now they're breaking open again. Kicks it inside 50. Randall bumped. Umpire said play on, though. I thought it was in the back. Frederick Torg tried to go for a slap, but the ball ended up being in the hands of Privatelli, who switched the was the halfback flank got cut off though Lee Maskell out there she's 65 metres out from home works it towards the pocket here comes Randall who just crunched her opponent underneath the ball and the umpire says that was a bit late in the back free kick going to Nicole Callanan Chelsea's always going to fly doesn't matter how far behind the footy she is she's going to fly for it so she's going to crash into you yep. and you're going to feel it that one a little <laughs> bit too late Chelsea so Callanan pops it up to Arnst who tries to kick it forward to her teammate but only picked up there by the West Australians. Donnellan, top of the 50, pops it high. Looking for Phillips who just drops it. How's it going to go? Is it going to go over the line for a point? And the umpire says, yes, it's touched. So, WA, 3-1-20. I think they'll move to Oh, now. sorry, 3-2-20 yep. to Victoria, 3-3-21. So a point in it and we are 10 minutes into the second quarter. Here on girlsplayfooty.com, live around the World Wide Web. Here's the short kick out from full back. Straight down the throat there. Brennan now plays on quickly, gets on the right bound knee. In fact, it was Loins, who now goes to Ashmore, who's away. Ashmore off half back, now heading up the line, trying to find McWilliams. One bounce, couldn't hang on to it. Turned over again by Hayley Miller. Gets on the right boot, Miller kicking up towards her half forward plate position. Hutchins coming out afterwards. Play it down, you keep an eye on that as the ball is Frederick Torb, but she tried to park herself underneath it. Going in there is Swanson. Try to get a hand pass out, taken away by Pierce, though, for the big V. And Pierce kicks it towards the middle of of the ground. Oh, one-handed if you don't mind. Party tricks. Lee Maskell. Lee Maskell, well done there. Kicks it wide to Gibson who goes for a run. Pops it into the 50. Who's home? Phillips just drops it. Scoops it back up and is <laughs> uh, flung to the ground. And the ball's still in dispute. Allen at the back of the pack. How's she going to work this? She's smothered all over by the Victorians and we will have a ball up 40 metres outside WA's goal. And a player coming off injured there. It looks like she just banged her hip. A bit of a bruise there for uh, Hayley Miller. Hayley Miller had to stop her somehow. She's too fast. So I think maybe they gave her a bit of a late hit, uh, late hit. As the hurry kick out of the pack for WA goes in towards the pocket. Plenty of numbers there for the big V. But coming through there is Kelly Gibson. Doesn't matter. Cleaned up though. Arnell out there. Kicks it long out towards the half back flank position. Players nearly collide into each other. Ebony Rose Antonio out there. Had support. Swanson kicked around the corner. Inside the 50. Back there is Moorcroft to try to keep it alive. Nearly put it down the throat there of the opponent in Frederick Traw, but the umpire said there was a little bit of holding going on behind play Julie Nichols, and the big V will end up with a free kick. Yeah, definitely, and I think Western Australia, their structure's holding up quite well at the moment. I don't know if Michelle Cowan spoke to them at quarter time, but Victoria finding it a little bit more difficult to get it out. They're just setting outside the 50, and here we see it again. Slug. Hits up Donnellan at the top of the 50. WA has had much more possession of the footy. She looks at a teammate in Frederick Chorp who has strong hands but just fumbles it. Picked up by Carney and tackled by Phillips. But umpire says, no, play on. Ashmore, off. Kicks it out of the 50. Spots the teammate in loins. Who wheels around. Goes to the wing but will be cut off by Bow. Oh, dropped, sorry, by Bowers. 
Williams comes crashing in. Backdoor feed. Bowers to Haynes on the left. And it will go out of bounds on the full. Spawning with that one. So free kick going the way of the big V. Defensive side of centre wing. Broadcast side. That's Bree White who comes back into play. Whoop. Kitted O'Connor who slipped over. But gets back up again behind the player on the mark. One point lead to Victoria. 13 minutes gone. Second term on girlsplayfooty.com. Here's O'Connor who switches in towards the middle of the ground. Trying to fly for it. There's Vasio going with her as Edwards. Vasio kicks it along the carpet. Foot race on. Blackburn will be two at first. Three players on her hammer. One of them is Stammers as well who puts her under pressure. Hand pass out from Vasio. Didn't do Blackburn any favours but she went back and got it again. Got it across to Kiochi who now puts it in towards the direction of Arnell. Arnell half forward flank near the boundary line. Kiochi comes again. Oh. Weaves around then gets thrown over the boundary line like a ragdoll and will throw it in 55 metres out from the Victorian goal heading to the right of your radio dial. Just looking in the Victorian's 50. Mo Hope doesn't look to be in there right now. So let's see what they can do. We've got to throw in 55 out from Victoria's goal. Cleanly picked up there by Lug. Handballs it out into space. Pierce on the left. Dribbles it, cut off by WA, and we will have a ball up. You're spot on. Mohope is actually on the interchange. So I wonder if they're just trying to mix around the matchups at the moment and just try and sort something different out in the forward line. We'll soon find out. So that, well, it looked to be Junior O'Day going up, third man up. Into space, Hooker scoops it up. Oh, and well marked there by... Jess Wushner. Jess Wushner. There we go, got it. Something left foot. And out of centre wing, coming out afterwards uh, was Moorcroft. Got it across to Hutchins. And Hutchins got it across to Carrick, who kicks dangerously close against the boundary line. It is out of bounds. Junior O'Day couldn't get there in time. And that means for WA, a free kick up against the boundary line out of side. And back into play with a long kick, looking in the Randall <laughs> direction. Takes it in front of O'Connor. Uh. But the O'Connor Fliss coming in at the last second, but Randall stood tall. And then she got on the right boot, went further along up the line, brought the ball to ground, lacks a fortune for Hooker, who roped it well, then lost it like it was a piece of soap, nearly hovelled over the boundary line. Over she goes with Carney now, and will throw it in. 65 metres out from the WA goal, heading towards the city end. 15 minutes gone, one point lead to Victoria. Now, King is off, so who's going to go up in the ruck? Looks to be Randall and O'Connor. O'Connor wins that easily. Punches it out, scooped up only as far as Kiara Bowers, who hands it off to Maskell, who feeds it back again to Dunnellan, who pops it onto the left into space to Lug, who fumbles it. This could be dangerous. How will it work? Brennan takes her high, and Lug gets out of jail with a free kick on the far wing. And decides to look to go up the line and that's what she does oh good spoil from behind ball hit the ground coming through his loins knocked out of her hands has to go again hands and knees type of stuff try to fit out the hand pass to ashmore who had to get it going quickly to pierce who now goes through the chain of hand pass to brie white who got on the right boot kitten towards the forward 50 oh parked uh. underneath it there juddy Cardin allen and goes for the switch to caitlin edwards edwards has got him on here on the broadcast side as she can link up she goes for the kick in the swanson direction swanson stops when she should have ran. Now she takes off. Looks for the hand pass. No, goes for the kick. Tried to get her teammate in the sun who got pushed underneath it, Renee Forth. And she'll end up with a free kick. A bit sloppy there from Pierce. Pierce really didn't need to give her a push, to be honest, because Forth was almost going to run underneath it. Forth, a very dangerous player. Looks sent out into space to Hooker, who takes the mark. Who pops it, looking for Lake. We can't hold it. 
and kicked out by the loins. So it's a foot race with Lake, Bowers and Arnell all over that far side. Oh, it looks to be that loins was taken a bit late. She, no, she's up now. So we'll have a throw in on the centre wing of Domain Stadium. Julie, what do both sides have to do with three minutes to go on the clock to half-time? Yeah, look, I think neither side is going to want to relinquish uh, any uh, goals. So I think what we're going to see is just really contested footy. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of in-and-unders. If any team gets a little bit of space, then... And talk about space, it's got to half forward now for WA. It's just bobbling around, picked up by Swanson. Oh, Swanson goes to the go. empty goal square. There's one bounce, two bounces, three bounces. It runs to the opposite goal square. The ball is just no. kept in play. Stop around the corner! Phillips! Kira Phillips. That's what we're talking about, <laughs> just that little bit of extra space. Somebody as dangerous as Kira Phillips, who generally just pops up out of nowhere in games, kicks a crucial goal coming into the last few minutes of this half. Great finish there. It was Swanson's kick, wasn't it? That yep. just went to space, and I think it was Phyllis versus Callanan, and and the ball just it bounced to the goal square, and it just curled back into play, just allowing enough time for um, Phillips to just spin around in the circle and snap it over her shoulder. Yeah, and these last few minutes of uh, of this quarter have really been about that hardness at the footy, and no team really getting the advantage. But we just knew something was going to happen, and for WA, there's Kira Phillips. All right, so we're back in play. Arnell pops it out to a teammate in O'Day who kicks it at the top of the 50. Oh, and Antonio <laughs> takes the mark in front of Brennan. That contest has been very good. So Antonio pops it into space to a teammate in Hooker who pushes back. Ashmore and Hooker on each other. Ashmore and Hooker were also on each other in the draft match. And kicks it out to Wooshner. This is red zone time here now for WA. They need to Make sure Victoria don't kick a goal. Wishing to go short to Bowers. Watching her leads. Pops it long and down the line to Randall. Who pops it down and rove there by Lake. Who kicks it out into space to Phillips. And the ball will roll over for a throw in. 50 metres out from Western Australia's goal with pretty much 40 seconds to go in the second quarter. WA 4-2-26, Victoria 3-3-21. Wait for the ball to come back into play, right on the 50-metre arc. Very open forward line here again. Ball thrown back in, Ernst versus King. King wins it down, picked off there by the player in Dunnellan, who got caught, oh. and the umpire said... Uh, Bree Green. Green. She's and Green. only about two foot tall, Bree Green, so it's not hard. And kicks it long towards the uh, pack, 30 metres out from goal. privatelli has got it ducked, weaved, oh, lost the pill. They're calling for holding the ball. Now, what will the umpire pay? Yes, he will. And this is a shot on goal for WA, right on the halftime siren. Looks to be Gibson. And if Gibson gets this, it'll put it out to 11 points the difference. Siren's going to go. Thank you. So, Gibson. I'd say she's about 25 metres out, 45 degree angle. Jeez, the WA girls will be up and about if she kicks this and the Victorian winning streak on the line. Distance won't be an issue. Gibson looking for her first. In she comes. It is high off the boot. It is away to the right. So it's an even kick. The difference at halftime here at Domain Stadium. WA 4-3-27. Victoria 3-3-21. An entertaining half of football. And Asher Enschler with the goal kickers up into halftime.
Uh, we have for Victoria, Hope with two and Blackburn with one. And for WA, we have Randall with one, Bow with two and Phillips one. And uh, Julie Nichols, your thoughts on that second quarter? WA looking a heck of a lot better. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what Michelle Cowan said to them at quarter time, but uh, for me, it was really about their structures. Certainly uh, on the defensive kickouts, they were really great and set up across that wall outside 50 and what we saw was the Victorians were sucked in really uh, low down to the square and any time they were getting the ball out, uh, Western Australia were there to chop it off. Uh, we saw some increased efforts there by Sabrina Frederick-Traub, uh, Gibbo getting plenty of the ball, just unfortunately not finishing off the way she'd like. Phila Como had a terrific start to that quarter. Uh, Hayley Miller and probably for me, uh, Antonio across half back there. That battle with uh, Brennan is uh, fantastic and she's making the most of uh, her opportunities down there. And for the Vicks, probably through Ashmore and Vessio and we saw Kiochi stepping up and getting a little bit of the ball there in that quarter. I'm sure they're going to be wanting more from them. Uh, Graham Burgeon will have a chat with those runners at uh, half time and I'm sure they'll be looking for an increased output from uh, those midfielders in the second half. I think there's one player the difference. I think it's Ebony Rose Antonio yeah. because what she's doing across half back is virtually destroying Victoria at half forward. Yeah, yeah they're absolutely. looking to hit up Katie Brennan straight away when they have the ball in the midfield and Epps is just reading that perfectly. She loves the leap, loves the mark. And loves the challenge. And I think the one thing that's been proven with Brennan, Brennan likes it out in the lead when she can get a bit of space, but when someone's wearing her one-on-one, she finds it very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Katie Brennan, she's a proven goal scorer, so for Western Australia to be able to cut that uh, leading and make it that contested footy, and Ebbs is, you know, a basketballer uh, in terms of her background and got a terrific leap and... Um, like Ash said, she reads the play so well. So many times today we've seen her just run in, uh, lay it across the pack and take that ball cleanly and dispose of it outside 50. So, you know, they'll be uh, really happy with their efforts in that match-up today. I'm surprised that uh, Graham Burgeon doesn't uh, play a gamble because uh, with the players that he's got that can virtually play in uh, any position, he could easily have Ernst in the ruck and Pop O'Connor down forward and could easily, because he in fact had Mo Hope on the interchange bench at one stage, you could even move Mo Ho up to centre-half forward onto Ebony Rose Antonio and give her a bit of a, someone who can go one-on-one with her. Yeah, Ebbs, I think she's also uh, a runner across half back there, so they're going to need somebody that, you know, will go with her because she will be terrific in the contested uh, footy, but also she will run off there. So we've seen her run through the midfield and uh, delivering inside 50 on occasion. So, you know, that's going to be uh, a bit of a quandary for Graham at, uh, at this halftime break. And for Gibson as well, unlucky, two shots on goal, one of them the big momentum builder, one hit the post, just the one on the siren. You know, she's had the opportunities, but they just haven't been able to really put the pain against Victoria. Yeah, definitely. And Gibbo, she's uh, played a lot of her footy, and she's only young, but she's played a lot of her footy through the midfield. And this year she's played more of a forward role uh, at Swan Districts um, with Chelsea Randall working away often. Um, So I know Gibbo, she's uh, a great competitor, and she'll probably be a little bit disappointed with those opportunities and not being able to finish off. I'm sure that she'll be looking to lift in this second half. We should mention as well, both sides have not gone into their change rooms for half-time. They've taken them underneath the shade of the grandstand and kept them out on the ground. So it's a little different. It might indicate to us it might be a a shorter half-time break. 
Yeah, and uh, I know that my club team, East Fremantle, played South Fremantle as a curtain raiser a few weeks ago and the same thing happened. Uh, it's a long way to get into those change rooms and it was only a 10-minute half-time for us, so it could be the same today. And, yeah, the girls just uh, standing out there on the grass uh, in the shade. It's uh, probably still about 20-odd degrees here and coming into the afternoon, nearly 4 o'clock in the afternoon here in Perth and... They'll just be wanting to get some water into them and regrouping for this second half of footy, which looks like it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, the reason why they actually can't go into the change rooms is because you're on a strict time limit here at Domain Stadium, so everything's run pretty much by the AFL's clock. So if girls, if they go into the change rooms and, like some football clubs, are late coming out, that affects everything from the, um, there on in. So they're told that they must start on the oval. We'll take this opportunity to take a break at uh, halftime. You can join us in the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag WAVVIC. That hashtag again, WAVVIC. You're listening to girlsplayfooty.com. We're at halftime. Western Australia, 4-3-27. Lead Victoria, 3-3-21. If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic, 4 Montgomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459 6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons. Here, get along. I'm here about the car. Hi, um, are they with you? Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Hi, we're the Wiggles. Did you know that Vinnie's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their Vinnie's shops? But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinnie's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll You'll love love what what you find. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left-hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left-hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. Good afternoon. Hi. Just the bread and milk, thanks. 
That's five fifty, thank you. And can I have something to put those in that will injure our marine life, clog our drains and landfill, adding to over six billion other plastic bags used every year that aren't recycled, meaning most end up as rubbish. Uh, may I recommend you pick up one of our environmentally friendly reusable bags? It's time to think about what you're really asking for. Say no to plastic bags. For more information, visit cleanup.com.au. Thinking about selling your home or looking for a company to manage your property investments? With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 1900. Live across the web, this is the from Domain Stadium, Subiaco, WA, it is the state game between West Australia and the first Victorian side where the Black Swans are leading 4-3-27 to Victoria 3-3-21. It is a short halftime break, so we'll be almost ready to get underway with the third term. Peter Holden, Ash Renshaw and Julie Nichols with you in commentary. And as we mentioned those names to get you underway for the third quarter, here's Ash Renshaw. Siren goes for the start of this third quarter. King and O'Connor go up. King wins, wins it, taps it out. Picked up by Pierce, who's taken to the ground by Gibson, and we will have a ball up. So King and O'Connor, again, a metre apart, join. Bowers wins it, waves her way through, throws it onto the boot, only goes as far as O'Connor, who punches it forward. He gives it to Arnell. Pops it higher, the half-forward mark, Stammers and Blackburn. Stammers just misses it. Just picked up by there, picked up there by Kiyochi, and we will have a ball up 50 metres on top of the Victorian goals. So we'll wait for the umpire to take the ball back and throw it up in the air again. A minute gone into this quarter. No score to either side uh, since that halftime break. Hurry kick by uh, Smith out of the pack there for WA towards the middle of the ground. Looking for Swanson. Uh, pardon me, looking for Phillips over around it. Ball popped out there to the player in green who popped it up and went in towards the centre forward direction. Hickey came out afterwards. Ashmore laid on the tackle as well. Ball spilled free. Came out the uh, side by some mascula. Delivered it forward now. Looking for Frederick Traub. Knocked out of her hands though by Hutchins. Hutchins. All over the top of her opponent. The umpire's blown the whistle and said, you got her on the back, and it will be a free kick to WA, and the hurried little kick off from 60 metres out from goal. Goes towards the hot spot. Ball hit the ground. Player waiting out the back door. They can get it to her. Haynes was lurking near through. Couldn't get it out. Gibson goes in as well. They appeal for hatching it, and the umpire says, nah, I'm going to have the ball back. On the bottom of that miss was Brooke White. Ball up, 20 metres out from the WA goal. So Trollben O'Connor. White picks it up. Oh, no, sorry, Pierce. Gives it out. White now has the ball. Hooker. Chester Carella does well. Bowers and White. And Hooker is rewarded with the free kick. wonder how Brooke felt there going up against her old teammate in Dana Hooker. So Dana Hooker, 52 metres out, pops it into the hot spot. Phillips almost gets the crumb but doesn't. Hutchings assesses her options and... Does the dangerous kick and kicks it out wide into space into the elite runner. That is Ashmore, and she's off. And Ashmore goes with a long kick heading in the direction of McWilliams between centre wing and half back flank. The ball spun on a sixpence, turned around from the Miller, caught one in the shoulder as they went to the ground, and Miller is holding the shoulder. Look out as uh, McWilliams is on the ground. 
she was unlucky there because what had happened was the ball bounced sideways. So McWilliams ducked down and turned around and they hit shoulders and Miller's come off worse. She's holding it but she's still remaining on the ground. Ball up in the air again. Hurried little kick away. Mascot to try and move it forward towards the half uh, back flank position and try to get it across to Kerrick. Kerrick now has it. Now gets it going to Kerrick. Kerrick now got on the left boot. Can't hit a Kerrick and Kerrick went long towards the middle of the ground. No oh, one Antonio. on. Got away from Brennan. Antonio. Ebony Rose Antonio. Great, Great delivery. Spots up Ruchner. And the Tasmanian player of the WA gets on the left boot, looking for Frederick Traub, knocked out of her hands, picked off there by Pierce. Pierce going long, <laughs> looking for Brennan. Guess who? Antonio. Loving it. It's just got a fair bit of support there. Pops are looking for uh, Frederick Traub. Just misses it. Scooped up by Bash and Crash Randall. Hands it off to King, who just quickly throws it off on the boot and is uh, marked there by the Victorian captain in Hickey, who kicks it out into space. Well done there by Maskell, who punches it out of McWilliams' way. Ashmore scoops it up and kicks it onto the wing now. Picked up by Carney. Kicks it to the top of the 50. How does Hope read this? She reads it brilliantly. Shrugs off Breslin. Hope pops it into the goal square. How will Antonio... She is absolutely wearing Brennan like a glove. She's had two bounces out of the 50 and now kicks it out, looking for Hooker. And it is punched out there by Loins. I tell you what, Brennan's going to get back to Victoria, go to her car and find Ebony Rose Antonio locked onto her wheel. She's a clamp. She's making sure she's going nowhere. And then making the most of her disposals when she runs off her. You can see Brennan was still 20 metres behind her while Ebbs has kicked the ball away outside 50. Ball back into play. Ernst wins that the ruck contest. Tried to get a hurried little kick in there. Loins was smothered. WA send it back towards the centre wing position. Foot race on here. Gibson to it first. Seen it over the boundary line there by Moorcroft who hugs her and sends her across. And Moorcroft, the emergency is now on. Uh, Yes, indeed. And, of course, a defender with Diamond Creek. As the ball is thrown back into play. O'Connor versus King. King won it. Put it down the throat of Bowers, who got caught straight away. Hurry kicking there by Arnell. Partially smothered. Trying to move it forward is Loins. Get it towards the half-forward flank. Kiochi just overran Haynes. it. Haynes now got on the right boot, but it put it straight down the throat of Madeline Kerrick. Kerrick is about 75 metres out from home. Decides to work sideways as she had Hickey working forward. Hickey on centre wing. Looking for some options. Had a lead on from Brennan, ignored. Works it wide. Smarter kick, finding Ali Blackburn. She spins around on the right, heads in towards the forward line, 30 metres out from Yo! And Mo Hope, too good. Too strong as well. And a terrific build-up there by Victoria. Just, again, a little bit more composure with the disposals then, and it's seen Mo Hope. She's on a little bit of an angle. And she goes for the pass. Had to be good, and she is. And uh, she spots up her teammate 15 metres out from goal, directly in front, and that is Phoebe McWilliams. I was just going to say before she went to kick it, I wonder if she's a bit nervous because that's the exact same spot she missed two oh, weeks ago yeah. in the exhibition match to win the game. My games. But she finds her St Kilda Sharks teammate and Phoebe McWilliams 20 metres out directly in front. Bang! Scores a dead little. Six minutes gone in the third quarter here at Domain Stadium on girlsplayfooty.com. WA4327, Victoria4327. On special comments, Julie Nichols. Yeah, just a couple of decision-making errors, I think, there. And Victoria showing their class and certainly with their disposal then in that build-up, uh, saw them get that opportunity in front of goals. And I think Michelle Cowan would like to see a little bit more from Sabrina Frederick-Traub. She's the key forward down there. A lot of the ball's going into her, but just not able to take her mark. So I'm certainly sure that she'll be wanting to uh, lift that as well. 
So King and O'Connor up again. Bowers just a bit unlucky there. And a free kick has been awarded. Uh, can't tell you who it was because they played on quickly. Cullinan drops it down. Feeds it back into, looks to be uh, Moorcroft, who's solid. Carney now goes for a run. Kicks it to the top of the 50. Hope, well done. Gives it back to Kiyochi, who ha tries to square it up, but it's cut off by Bowers. Who spots a teammate in hooker, but falls short. Loins with hooker, and the ball falls over the line, and we will have a throw-in. Victoria's pressure certainly is lifted at the start of this quarter. You can see there, not so easy for WA to get the ball out from their defensive 50. 55 metres out from the Victorian goal, heading towards the city and scores level 27 apiece. Seven and a half gone in this third term. Ernst put it out into space, but it was all WA. And the kick long towards Frederick Torb out there on the wing, overran it. Here comes Moorcroft charging through, tries to go with a long, dangerous hand pass to the captain. And oh. he is caught by Randall. You oh. are going nowhere. Oh. And the umpire says no poor opportunity. Um. And the crowd's not happy. Oh, that is stiff. And... Uh, no, no, oh, oh, Hickey and, uh, and Randall are starting to uh, clash heads. Hello, ball in the middle of the <laughs> ground. Coming in there is King. She tries to fight her way through. Laying on the tackle there is O'Connor. Tempo just stepped up another notch. Thanks for coming. Spinning out of traffic is Hooker towards half forward. Taking the mark there is Gibson, who got a little nudge underneath the footy. Gibson now going out towards the half forward plank position. Spotting up Worcester. Worcester ran away from Moorcroft. Worcester 45 oh. out. Decides to go to the pass to Randall, but it's way too White Hutchins decides to see it over the boundary line and out of bounds. And that Jess Wushner, that's absolutely the way she plays her footy. Leads up strongly across half forward there. Comes inside using that left boot. Surprised me she didn't go for goal then, but uh, just out of reach of Randall. So Lake picks it up. Feeds it off. Scooped up there by fourth. It goes back door to Filikama who has a fair bit of time. Who kicks it out to the pocker in hooker. Who lines for goal. But... It is Hutching. marked in the square by Hutchings. I think uh, Trob just needed to get in, into that contest there and make something of it, but that's neither here nor there. Hutch so, Mark... Oh, you go. I was going to say, Hutchins finds uh, McWilliams out there on the outer side. Looking to Mo Hope has come all the way up the centre oh. wing. She's come that far up the ground. She might need a GPS system. That's <laughs> how far away from home she is. Lying on a tackle there is O'Connor. Is it going to be turned over? Yes, said the umpire. Free kick going the way of the big V. And uh, on the other side, Kiyochi now quickly goes up the line. Got to be good with the kick. Is so. Finds Arnell. Looking around. Decides to get on the left. Driving up towards the half-forward flank. Antonio flew over Brennan. Was out the back door, though. Here's the switch towards the opposite side. They're on here if they can get onto it. Dropping it. Getting it back. Stammers now. Hand pass in towards centre-half back. Villacamo went without it. Got it oh, to her teammate. He swung around the corner to King. King went with the hand pass. Haynes now building towards centre-wing. Way up coming. Here's Phillips. Phillips runs around the player on the mark. Goes towards Frederick Torb out there on the half-forward flank. Dropped it when Hutchins went with it, but still kicked it off the ground. Foot race inside the forward 50. Trying to get there first is Who had to go back and get it again, but it was picked up easily there by Vesio, who kicks it out towards the opposite side. Half-forward flank. Another foot race on. Out comes Lake. Lake hand wow. pass back to Bowers. Bowers 60 metres out from goal. Goes towards the pocket. Frederick Oh, that's great uh, forward pressure there by WA and uh, good foot race there by uh, Loins and Lake. I'm sorry, Arnell and Lake. Yeah, definitely. You can see that the uh, 
the pressure has stepped up. I can hear it in both your voices. <laughs> People getting excited and uh, just really enjoying this spectacle out here today in Perth. So distance is definitely not an issue for Frederick Trop. It's just getting her through the big sticks. How will she go? She lines it up. Goal umpire does not have to move. WA lead by goal. Yeah, and uh, I think Sabs will be really happy with that grab contested mark there and uh, she's probably been wanting to do that all day. It's uh, bread and butter down at uh, South Fremantle. She's shifted up from the Peel Thunderbirds in the off-season and, you know, that's what we see her do. Uses her size and, and her strength to try and outmark her opponent. And Meg Hutchins has probably had the wood on her today, but that was a fantastic grab and a nice finish there by Sabrina. 11 minutes gone in this third quarter on girlsbayfooty.com. Don't forget, we're back on Sunday, 1pm Melbourne time, to bring you the game between the second Victorian side and New South Wales ACT from Punt Road Oval. It's a one-goal lead here to WA. Ball is thrown up, hit the ground, trying to come through is Pierce, got knocked off the pill by Miller. Coming through again is Cardi, who kicked it along the ground. Picked off by Haynes, though, at centre-half back. Went with a hand pass to Swanson, who's running around in circles. Kicks it across to the same half-back flank. This is how they hurt Victoria last time. Numbers. Foot race on here. If they can try and pick it up, Villacamo dropped it, got it back again. Then shanked the kick. One bounce. Oh, I thought it bounced on the line. The bounty umpire on the spot said no, it was over. Oh, Day says, nope, I'll have it. Free kick, and she's got to come back behind the player on the mark. So, O'Day, looking for McWilliams. Well done there by Miller, but McWilliams picks it up. Hands it off. It's a bit of a scrap. Brennan picks it up off the ground, handballs it back to O'Day, but there's a sea of yellow all over her, and we'll have a throw in. Yeah, lots of numbers there for Western Australia defensively. It's good to see them playing that style of footy today. Probably a little bit more like the way the Victorians have played over the last few national championships, so they'll be happy with that. So King and Ernst go up. Oh, Green smashed to the ground. And we will have a ball up. She'll get up, Brianna Green. She's an absolute tank, despite her size. Throw the ball up in the air again. Half forward flank. Ernst caught one in the back, and the umpire says that is a push out. King oh, asking what? Is it tunneling? What, what do you call oh. it? I call it. She's not going up for it. As King now gets on the right boot and goes in towards the forward line. Going forward as Bree White went over her head. Ball hit the ground. Stammers brought it to ground. WA defence holding up okay, but Ashmore has got it. Put it straight on the boot. Hind the air. McWilliams parked underneath it. She flies, then gets crunched. Hill hits the ground. No free kick. Get up. Get a cup of concrete, they say. In goes a few players. One of them is Antonio. All wrapped up, and the umpire calls for the ball. 35 metres out from the Victorian goal. Yeah, that was a uh, great carry there by McWilliams, but she's up. She's got Hayley Miller breathing down her neck. And, Br and uh, shepherding in the ruck contest oh, against Brennan. He, he might have seen it. And Randall gets it and decides to go quickly to find Rianne Lug. And Lug at half-back flank, broadcast side, gets on the right boot, has to go up the line. Oh, flying from behind Vasio. Brought the ball to the ground. Lux's a fortune for Kerrick. Kerrick going in the mohawk direction. Oh. One by the cherry. Couldn't hold on to it. Ball might come out of the back line when Miller tried to get that fired hand pass out. Laying in a tackle as loins. Holds it up. Antonio going nowhere. Picked off by Brennan. Brennan trying to oh, pick it up. In the corner, slips catch by Caratanella, gets up quickly, gets on the right boot, gets it out towards Renee Fourth. She dropped it. Kiochi coming after her. Kiochi got her, dropped the ball. Umpire calls play on, spilled free. Trying to go in there as Blackburn oh, offers support. Ball still inside the Victorian Ford 50. Kiochi gets it. She's wrapped up. Umpire calls for a ball up. 35 minutes out from the Victorian goal. If yeah. you've just joined us, one goal of difference, Julie Nichols, and it's WA That's leading. Just desperation there, I think, uh, from both teams to want to.
grab the footy and sees Victoria inside their forward 50. So picked up by McWilliams, back feed to looks to be Kirik. WA try to get it out, but it only goes as far as the reliable Bree White. The girls are saying centre it to the top of the 50, but White says, no, I'm going to kick it into the pocket to Hope. And we will have a throw in about 35 metres out from Victorian's goal. Every single player inside one half of the ground at the moment really indicates how the pressure's lifted in this third quarter. And I'm sure Western Australia, we wanted to keep the ball out. And Victoria's been looking to score. Over the head of McWilliams, picked off there by uh, Carney, trying to get a hurry kick away, couldn't do so. Denellen just puts boot to ball to try and get outside of the 50. They scream for in the back. The umpire calls play on, though, and taken away by WA with a kick towards the centre wing. No one inside there, forward half, so it's a foot race. Hutchins got it first, keeps it in front of herself, then gets it back. Is told she's hot, so she has to go for the hand pass. Going backwards, though, to Brooke oh, White. Well oh, she got turned over. Kicked it towards Frederick Traub, who spun out of trouble. She sold uh, Hickey some can. Trying to go through there was Bree White. She couldn't lay the tackle. There, having a kick as hooker inside 450. Came off hands. Out to Watchta. Watchta for 25. Oh, well done there. But WA, Lake with the smother. Wuchner kicks the goal and it has gone out to two goals of difference, the biggest lead of this game, and it's WA's way. 16 minutes gone, third term. WA 6-3-39, Victoria 4-3-27. Julie Nichols, they talk about uh, the omen. The first time in 20 years, Deb Lee has not been involved in, with Victoria in any way, not been at a game. Can we get her on a fighter jet get her out here now? <laughs> yeah, she might be feeling a bit nervous, Deb, but I think, you know, that passage of play probably shows... Uh, the maturity that's come into Western Australian footy over the last few years. And, you know, great finish there by young Jess Wushner. Brennan now has been thrown into the middle. Taken down there by fourth. Ball spills out. Pierce kicks it out into space. Hooker and Kiyochi now. The two gun runners. Hooker all over her. Picks it up. Wins the contest. She's out. Pops it up to half forward. There's a 3-0-1 contest for Frederick Troy, but she still manages to have possession. She's looking for the backdoor feed. Back to Hooker. Back to Randall. Swings around and notices Edwards, who dances around Ashmore. Pops it to the top of the 50. Wushner, unlucky to grab it there, falls in front of her. And the ball scrambling away. They're all over it. And we will have a ball up 52 metres out from WA's goal. 17 minutes gone in this third term. Exciting stuff on girlsplayfooty.com. Ball thrown up in the air. Up goes O'Connor. Wins the contest. Ball fed out to Green who just trying to kick it out of the ground. But it's picked off by Hickey. Hickey got on the left. Numbers. Had to do a hurried clearing kick. Taken by Randall, though, on the edge of the centre square. She's got heaps of leads on. The Victorians looking flat-footed. She goes to work it wide. And the mark taken Wushna. by the number 19, and Jessica Wuchner. Wusha. Wusha. Oh, oh. Is, is standing uh, probably about 45 metres out from goal when she kicks this. So she's lining up at the top of the goal square. The left footer winds no. up, and it's a Barry Crocker. It is off the side of the boot, out of bounds on the full. Two minutes remaining in the quarter at WA, leading by two goals. And that's her bread of butter there. Wish she, you know, she'll lead out. She's got a great pair of hands. Um, she'll be a bit disappointed about uh, not making the most of that opportunity, I think. It's all about forward line pressure here from WA. Victoria kick it out and it's marked by Pierce who's played on. And Bowers takes it down. He's holding the ball. It does. Champion on champion gets her. And Bowers lets her, lets her know about it. Her fellow Melbourne teammate. 
That's brilliant work there by Bowers. So looking for her leads. Kicks it long. She's got Phillips, Traubs, and fourth there, but it falls short. Fourth, paddling it out in front. Frederick Traub tries to scoop it up, falls to the ground, and I think we will... Oh, no, the ball spills out. Pierce kicks it out of the 50, and that's brilliantly marked there by... Blackburn. Blackburn. Ankle seems to be all right. Blackburn decides to switch, looking for Brennan. Is it half back? Hello, hello. And then Brennan just says, calm things down. They've got a minute to go before three-quarter time. Decides to go for a run. Now the long kick up the line. There's heaps of WA numbers here. Trying to get back to Nellan. Went through her hands, though. Players out the back and O'Day. The second-half specialist goes in the Mohope direction. She likes herself one-on-one. Breslin going with her. Turned her inside out. Mohope against the boundary line. Put down the passes! <laughs> Wow, what a goal. That is class. Julie Nichols, <laughs> you pay good money to see that. You do, and it reminds me of uh, one of the goals she scored in the recent exhibition game. You know, that's a fantastic goal from there, really deep into the pocket. Just backed herself, and I love that about a forward. Being a forward myself, I love it when they just back themselves and say, do you know what, this is my opportunity. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to kick this goal really deep. There's only about a minute to go in this game, and, you know, she takes it on her shoulders and says, right, I've got this, and uh, f- fantastic finish. A sensational goal. She's only a couple of metres inside the boundary line when she turned Breslin inside out. Inside out. Then had a ping-on goal straight in front and was confident as soon as it left the boot. And that was just in the nick of time before three-quarter time. So we've got a ball game here at Domain Stadium. It's interesting. WA won the quarter, but Victoria going to three-quarter time with just that little bit of momentum from that goal. But is the winning streak on the line? Ladies, I ask you the question. I can see some nervous faces. Oh, it's, it's going to be tough. Is, what's it going to be? Is it going to be Victoria's uh, possession and disposal? They just are so good at that. Or is it going to be WA and their fitness and their run? Yes, they had winners across the ground then uh, in that quarter, Western Australian. You could see that run coming through half back. There was not just one or two, but there was five and six girls willing to run, put their body on the line, do the hard things, the unselfish things, the blocks and the shepherds to try and give their teammate the best opportunity to create a good disposal. And, you know, they had some terrific finishes there. And I think uh, you saw Frederick Traub lift a little bit. Danellen just classy across half back this whole game. Dana Hooker and Wushnar certainly lifted then. And the ever-present Hayley Miller, who's having a terrific game as well. Uh, I thought that Melissa Hickey probably stepped up a little bit then. And I think as, uh, as a new captain, she's going to want to finish off this game really well. Kiyochi probably getting a bit more of the ball. Uh, it's a seesawing game. I'm getting excited. I can't wait to see how this last quarter pans out. Before we hit the break, Ash, goal kick us to three-quarter time. Uh, we have Hope with three goals, Blackburn one and McWilliams one. That's for Victoria. And for WA, we have Bowers two, Phillips one, Randall one, uh, Frederick Traub one and Wusha one. Wushna one. So that's how it looks at three-quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com. It is 20 past four WA time, 20 past six in Melbourne. And it's the West Australians leading at three-quarter time, 6-3-39, Victoria 5-3-33. We'll be back after this. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. 
Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Here, get out of I'm here about the car. Hi, um, are they with you? Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you joined. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club, powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. Help the Fred Hollows Foundation continue my husband's work. $25 can help someone see again. Please call 1-800-352-352 or visit hollows.org.au. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if Orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by Emery's and A. Smallwood. Hi, this is Craig Lowndes for RAD. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Get behind the wheel of a V8 or any car for that matter and it's all about being in control. Get behind the wheel after you had a few drinks and you risk losing that control. You're much more likely to cause a crash or even kill someone. So before you drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink or pull your money together to share a taxi. The life you save might be your own. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. The main stadium, Subiaco, is where we're at here on girlsplayfooty.com. It is three-quarter time. They've just broken from their huddles. WA 6-3-39, Victoria 5-3-33. Remember to use that hashtag, WAVVic. Hello to Lisa Cato, Alex Reynolds, and Debbie Lee, who have been uh, enjoying the coverage. Thanks very much for your support and for everyone else using hashtag WAVVic. For the ladies here in the country box, in Ash Renshaw and Julie Nichols, I guess it comes down to in this final quarter, who can hold their nerve? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of experience in both teams now. And it's going to be really interesting to see. I imagine that the first five minutes, there could be a little bit of nerves out there um, and some really hard footy over the next 20 minutes, I expect. Umpire with the ball in the middle of the ground. We're ready to get underway for the final term here on girlsplayfooty.com. And to lead us off, here's Ash Renshaw. And there goes the siren. We're in for a thrilling 20 minutes. King and O'Connor go up the ball. Gets O'Connor on the head. Pierce manages to get it out. Hooker reads it well. The back of the pack kicks it into space to Gibson, who just fumbles it a bit and has Delpos running with her. But Gibson says, "No, I'll dance around you." Pops it to the top of the fifty. Randall reads it beautifully. Plays on. Could be dangerous. Kicks it into space. He's got fourth. He has about ten meters in front of Ashmore, but the ball unfortunately spills over the line, and we will have a throw in in uh, WA's 50, so great way to start the quarter for WA. 
Still win there, Julie Nichols for WA because it allows them to set up right next to that point post. Yeah, absolutely. That's the favourite. That's where all the AFL uh, teams love kicking the ball from. I know the West Coast Eagles, when they leave every training, have pot shots from there. In comes O'Connor, tries to bring it to ground, beat out Frederick Torp. There's the hand pass out the side, trying to find Hutchins up against the boundary line. She was caught by Randall and seen over the boundary line and out of bounds. Still 15 metres around from that right-hand point post. It is one goal the difference, WA leading, one minute gone in this final term at Domain Stadium. Victoria never beaten at state level, but this could be the day it all comes undone. But O'Connor put it down the throat of Brennan. Brennan decided to go further up the line to work it to her teammate. Couldn't do so. Turnover beautifully. Green wraps up a tackle. The umpire's watching on and says, I'll have a ball up, thanks. 40 metres out from the WA goal, nearing the half-forward flank out of sight of the ground. Green and Frederick Chop can... Uh can feel this win. They were captain, uh, joint captains against uh, for WA when they beat Victoria in the under-18s of 2014. So they, they feel something special coming. Victoria kick it across the face of goal and uh, goes out of bounds on the full. Sorry, out of bounds. And we'll have a throw in in WA's forward 50. Not really sure what they were thinking there. Kicking out to space, but nonetheless it worked. So Tro- Frederick Traub and O'Connor go up. O'Connor wins it, taps it down to fourth, who kicks it across the body. Lake's there by herself. Who's going to run with her? She looks to be Moorcroft, who picks it up off the ground, but only goes as far as a ball up, about 10, me- oh, yeah, 10 metres outside WA's goal. So we'll throw the ball up. Pressure footy here at the moment. Up in the air against Frederick Traub to go up against O'Connor. O'Connor crashes into her. Put it down the throat of Pierce. Pierce then got it across to Hutchins who had to move it back to O'Connor. O'Connor goes out towards the halfback flank. Uh, Blackburn was just on cruise control there but managed to get it across to Kerrick who slapped it in front of herself being harassed there by Denellen. Then got it out and worked it towards Arnell. Arnell in the middle of the ground. Got turned over. Thanks for coming through as Miller. Miller goes towards half forward. One, oh, two, bites the cherry. Not paid by Brennan. Pierce gets the hand pass to Hutchins. Hutchins working further outside, half-back flank, finding Ali Blackburn, broadcast side, defensive side of centre wing, looking further ahead, tries to sell the candy, does so to get around Haynes, kicks longer up the line, got to be good with the kick, just got away there from Loins, Loins had to do the shepherding work, had Chochi in there with her as well, Loins gets the hand pass, got it across to Ashmore, Ashmore one-on-one in the 50, had it dropped it, had it back though, she's sitting on it, now will the umpire pin her? No he won't. But she did great to trap it, and we'll have a ball up 45 out from the big V goal. Yeah, Taylor Breslin there. That's a great one-on-one contest there to stop my hope from uh, getting that footy. Looks to see that uh, Blinda Smith is warming up, so WA might use their super sub. So ball handballed over to Breslin, who just fumbles a bit. What will the umpire call? Free kick here to WA. Very lucky because the oh, goal square was, yeah, was, uh, was open there for Carney to run in. So, Donnellan, safe hands, you'd say. Assessing the options. Pops it up to, looks to be hooker, but only goes as Pierce, who cuts it off brilliantly, centres it up, looks for O'Connor and <laughs> Green on O'Connor, which I'm guessing is just a bit of a mismatch. This is, this is within O'Connor's range as well. I've seen a kicker from outside 50 at uh, home ground at Darabin, and she'll be kicking 45 metres out, so she'll get some distance on this. I have no doubt. I watched her in the uh, two draft match. Well, I watched her last year and I saw her kick and I could not believe it. So it's just whether or not it goes through the big sticks. Here we go. O'Connor lining up to even out the scores. How will it fall? Ball through for a behind. She had a bit of a Josh Kennedy little stutter run up there. A couple of little skips. 
which is interesting to see. Five point lead to WA, 6 3 plays 5 4. Kick in from full back. Long towards the contest. Brennan had her name written all over the Sharon. Got up, put it in towards the top of the goal square. Did it get Miller. there? Oh, Miller just took a mark Miller. with centimetres to spare. Because it nearly cleared everybody. It cleared four players, but Miller just managed to hail a cab and get there in the nick of time. Kicks towards the back pocket. And taking the mark out there. Hooker, who gets onto it, further afield. Ball brought to ground. Coming through there, Maskell. Try to get the hand pass going forward. Moorcroft with claiming without. Umpire said that's fine. Going in there is Delpos. Trying to keep it alive. Centre wing oh, here with a big V. Green nearly stolen. In fact, she did. And she got it to Gibson, who went with a hand pass backwards. Working around they are WA. Kick is smothered by Carney. Still on centre wing. Tackle laid on by Delpos. Jumping over the top is Stammers. Umpire calls for a ball up between centre wing and half forward for the big V. Out of side. Five and a half gone. Final turn. Just desperation there by both teams, I think, to try and create that stoppage. King misses it, loins, grabs it, gives it off to Pierce, who goes as far as Bowers, who punches it, and the ball falls over the line for a throw-in. So Belinda Smith is warming up, so the question is who is going to come off for WA. We'll find out shortly. So King O'Connor... And King rewarded with the free kick. She was. She was pushed in the back. Brennan's slowly taking her time to give it back. Just in time not to give away 50. So King, dangerous kick to Swanson. They've got to make this work. They need numbers. How will it go? Well done there by Edwards for the Shepherd. The crowd screaming, you're hot, Swanee. Kick it. She does. To Lake, who paddles it out in front. It's a two-on-one. She gets absolutely crunched. A Victorian sandwich. And Kiochi picked it up, went towards half forward. Carney's got it, had to give the Donagi. She did, she's just inside the boundary line. Kicks it to one-on-one. Mo Hope got punched away from her by Breslin. Mo Hope still going. Breslin's got it. Hope dumped her. She managed to get the kick away. Didn't go too far. Hope tries to go again. Got the cavalry there. Umpire's blown the whistle for holding. Which way? Which way? And it's Mo Hope's way. <laughs> Mo Hope going for a fourth. She played that well. And she had Brennan on with support, but Hope got the free kick for being held. She'll be lining up for goal from about 20 metres out, 45 to Grangle. She kicks this, the big V hit the front. Seven minutes gone in the final term on girlsplayfooty.com. Don't forget we're on air Sunday afternoon, 1pm Melbourne time for Victoria number two versus New South Wales ACT. Here comes Hope, and she's got it. One point ball game at Domain Stadium. Mo Hope has kicked four. And Victoria moved to 6440, WA 6339, 7.5 gone to the final term. You're with Peter Holden, Ash Renshaw, and on special comments, Julie Nichols. In these last uh, three or four minutes, I think what you've seen is Victoria be able to just maintain that real composure. They've slowed the ball down, they've been able to get their structures right, and they've put so much pressure on Western Australia that's pretty much ended in that goal. So, you know, they've come out wanting to get back in front, and now they do by a point. So. I'm sure they'll be uh, wanting to continue on from here. Tell you right now, fitness will not be the issue for Western Australia. It'll be their disposal efficiency. So let's see how they go. King pops it down to Philakama, who quickly throws it off on the boot. Ashmore just overran it. Phillips manages to get it. Frederick Traub now just needs a good bounce. She doesn't get it. Hutchings paddles it out in front and we'll have a throw in 50 me- on the 50 metre line into WA's. Goal. Just those 50-50 opportunities there, Western Australia, they'll rue those if uh, this game doesn't go the way they're wanting. 
Ball to be thrown back in, inside the forward 50 here. Frederick draw front spot, O'Connor came over the top, sharked off well, and Swanson was caught straight away, ball pop free. Now, Pyre said oh, wow. there was uh, a free kick going the way for Victoria. And Loins gave up the hand pass. Ashmore, dangerous kick over O'Connor's head. You shouldn't switch like that. Stammers goes to Frederick Torbett's just at her feet. Couldn't hold it. Then it ran into a teammate, a Victorian player. Picked off there by Hutchins. Got it across to a teammate who kicked it in towards the centre of the ground. What are you doing, Big V? As Stammers takes it. Stammers decides to go short with the kick. Oh, and a late hit by uh, Gibson taking out the Victorian there. Who gets up. I think it's Loins who now switches. Stammers will not be happy about that kick. And goes now up the line to try and find Arnell. Arnell kicks around the corner. Oh, here comes Miller. Mick Williams slapped it away from her. Foot race still on, though. Now getting it to Miller again. Hand pass straight down the throat of Mick Williams, who had to go back. Gave it across to Loins. Loins goes up the line. Over the head of Blackburn. Three players out the back. Filicamo there. Switches inside to King. Now King, she's got a few options here. She goes across the face. Oh, to fourth, who fumbles it, but manages to pick it up. Kicks it out into the space of Lug, who holds it and plays on quickly. Pops it in front of Phillips. She waits for it to bounce. He has Vessio breathing down her neck. Phillips squares it up to the hot spot. Who's home? How will fall? Wooshner. And it, oh, we're all square. 6-4, six, 6-4. Four, six, four. How do you like that? As the ball is in from full back, going oh short, dear. finding a... Oh, pit. she played on! She played on, got caught, hand pass, turned it over, Bowers, oh, Bowers smothered when she had a shot on goal from 25, incredible! Oh my goodness. Unbelievable football, as Vasio gets the hand pass away, Moorcroft has to be good with the kick, dropping it was Bree White, under pressure, had support from Arnell, Bree White now works it out towards the centre wing, and they're on the big V, Ashmore's got space, goes for a run, one bounce, Ashbrook can have another. She doesn't. She goes to the one-on-one. Mo Hope versus Breslin. Breslin turns her inside out. Hope win with her. Hope beat her. Top of the goal square. Goes to the kick where they can see the point they do. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> Julie Nichols, have you got your breath? No, I haven't. I don't know what's going on. This is just an incredible game of women's football here. You know, you've seen big bumps. There's girls putting their body on the line. Everybody wants to win this game, and they're working hard to do so. Oh, you've got girls cramping left, right, and centre. Nine minutes left, and it's Victoria leading by a point. So we'll have a throw-in in the Victorians' 50. How will they line up? So the ball goes over the pack. Filicamo picks it up, but only goes as far as O'Connor. Brennan tackled down and the umpire says no you pushed her in the back oh sorry no that's Arnell my apologies she plays on kicks it into the square Antonio. oh Antonio unlucky she's been marking them all day Haynes throws it on to the left to Swanson who marks it in the back pocket plays on quickly looks for Green who has Hutchings on it which is a bit of a mismatch and Hutchings takes the mark Nick Hutchins with the ball, half forward, flank in front of our broadcast position, goes short with a kick, cool, calm and collected. As they used to say at Darabin, when in doubt, go to O'Connor, and that's what they've done. <laughs> he's going to go long. Asta goes the top, here comes uh, Brennan cutting uh, Mo Hope off in front, not sure that was wise. Swanson there as well, coming across his loins, near the boundary line, Brennan is there, won't let it go out, pack forms, trying to get it as Blackburn, kick is smothered there by Denellen, and it's seen through for a point, which is probably the best result for WA, they trail by two now, 6-6-42 Victoria, WA 6-4-40, 12 and a half gone, final quarter. 
Kirichi now back on. So Edwards short to Filicamo. Who goes out to Wushna, who marks it on her preferred. Girls screaming. Girls leading. Wushna sells the candy, plays on. Kicks it down the line. It's going to go over to Phillips and she marks it and she's off. She has Hutchings running after it. Oh, she bubbles the bounce under pressure but manages to kick it out in front to Lug who has about five metres out in front of Ashmore. Well done there by Lake with the Shepherd. And Pierce grabs it now who's taken to the ground by Phillips. The crowd screaming ball but the umpire says I'll have it. Yeah, Kira Phillips at... Uh she had a couple of interesting bounces in that exhibition game and that one there just didn't fall her way. I think she could see the big sticks in front of her, was probably pretty excited and that's unfortunate for her. Ball goes up in the air again and uh, O'Connor then going up the ruck contest. There's the hurry kick now going forward. Nick Williams tries to dive onto it. Haynes went with her. Still between centre wing and half forward for WA. Taken by Edwards. Knocked out of her hand though. Nick Williams tries yeah. to lay a tackle. Blackburn did. Kick was along the carpet but it went forward for WA. Danella went with a long hand pass over the top. Ball tries to take him on. One, two, Antonio. She managed to move it forward. Now going across to Swanson. Swanson has a look at goal. It's in the goal square. It bounces. Is it touched? It's... It's through! It's through! Swanson, she loves these final minutes of the, of the fourth quarter. Noah for tackling down Zilts in that thrilling expedition game. The winning tackle, you'd say. And geez. Unbelievable. WA hit the front again. 7-4-46, the Black Swans. Victoria, 6-6-42. Oh, 14 wow. minutes gone in the final term here at Domain Stadium. You're listening to it live on girlsplayfooty.com. Julie Nichols. Oh, look, I don't know. This is just one of the best games of football I think I've ever seen. And, you know, just some turnovers there and some, maybe some decision-making and just some real effort at the football then. Got that ball down and uh, Swanee, just a clinical finish. So we have about four, five and a half minutes to go in this final quarter. WA up by four points. We'll have a... Ball up in the centre square. King taps it down to Filicamo who throws it straight onto the boot looking for Frederick Torb. How's a strong hand? Cut off by Hutchings. Umpire says touch, play on. So she does. She looks into her opponent in Kiyochi who pops it down the line to McWilliams. Haynes! Scrapping! But she's still going. She needs to get rid of it quickly and does on the left to Hooker who still manages to gain possession and kept her feet. Filicamo to the top of the 50. Lake trying to pick it up. Manager to gets it out to Wooshna. She's got time. Does she have a bounce? No, she plays on. Kicks it. And how does she go? She's got it. WA. <laughs> Jess Wooshna over from Clarence in Tasmania. One of my teammates down at the East Mantle Sharks. You could see she's so excited then. Arms in the air, jumping up and down. Western Australia getting around each other then. Victoria making some crazy decision this final quarter. One of those early ones about five minutes ago when they tried to switch in towards the middle of the ground when WA were just everywhere in numbers. And before in the pocket where they elected Brennan Blackburn to keep it in when they were ahead by two points when they could have let it go out because killing the clock would have done them a favour. But instead, WA are the ones that are holding their nerves. O'Connor wins it out in the yes. middle. Here's the Rolls-Royce and Pierce. Went over the head there of uh, McWilliams. Ernst has got it. Kicked around the corner. Goes towards the one-on-one. Breslin leading out in front of Mo Hope. Breslin overran it. Mo Hope against the boundary line. Tries oh, to pull it back. No, she put it on the full. I tell you what, if she kicked that, I'd throw down the goggles <laughs> and just walk out of here. <laughs> it's, 
It's uh, out of bounds on the full, but it means WA have to come out from the back pocket. Let's see what's on here. Will they go up the line? That's the best bet, probably, if you want to kill the clock and you've got a 10-point advantage, and that's what they do. High in the air from Pierce. behind Pierce. Takes the mark, plays on quickly. Oh, wow. oh, she's got someone on in the pocket. And the mark is, is taken. Okay? Yes, it is. The second-half specialist. Elise. Oh, no. no, no, it's not. It's um, Kerrick, uh, um, Carby. Emma Carney. Emma Carney. So, Emma Carney, the Melbourne Uni captain. Talk Pressure about, kick here. Yeah, three <laughs> minutes to go. Kicks it. Oh, it. Oh, boy. That's such wow, a beautiful hey. kick. So much pressure there on a pretty tight angle. And Emma Carney's just slotted that. She's just gone back and thought, this no is worries. my moment. I'm going to take it. It's very calm. And a beautiful kick. Whoever wins today's oh, game is wow. well and truly earned it. WA 8-4-52, Victoria 7-6-48. We have got two and a half minutes remaining in the match here at Domain Stadium. If WA win, it's their first ever win over Victoria. Victoria's first ever loss ever. That's what stakes are online. So, two and a half minutes to go in this final quarter. King wins it down to Bowers who just uh, falls over. <laughs> O'Connor says, I'll have it, and it takes about three WA girls to get it to the ground. And Julie Ball up to WA's best friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what they want to do. They want to kill the clock now. But they want to get into the habit of being able to continue to keep the ball going forward as much as possible. So don't just sit back and try and hold the Vicks off for these last few minutes. So they be attacking. How they go? Filicamo gives us a Swanson who just manages to get on the boot. Miller pops it up. It's the ball is in the centre of Domain Stadium now. White taps it down. Picked up there by Bowers. And she was taken high. She jumped now. on that, Kiara Bowers. The current waffle, best and fairest. Pops it up to Wooshna, who manages to somehow keep her feet and kicks it out in front. This is where Gibson needs to run. How will she go? Hickey's there. Picked up by Bryden. Kicked out to Ashmore. Plays on quickly. Green goes for the tackle. Ashmore hands it out. To Pierce, Hoot weaves her way through, slots it on the left. Miller punches the ball down. Picked up there by, it looks to be O'Day. And got it across into the walls, the middle of the ground, under pressure there is Stammers, got knocked out of her hands. Here comes the ranger, Tiana Hurst, she's got it, gives up the little hand pass, kick around the corner, side 450, uh, Mick Williams had it, she dropped it, there's Carney, Carney's kick, it's in the goal square, it's bouncing, is it going to be sent through for a point? No, it's kept in by Breslin, there's 50 seconds remaining, she goes towards the pocket. And gives it to B. Smith, the super sub, she's got it, she says, she says, calm down, Calm down, there's 40 seconds left. WA lead by four points. There's Smith, she goes towards the contest. It's a high kick. Brennan put her hands up. It went through. King sees it over the boundary line. That kills the clock. Oh, wow. 30 seconds to go. WA lead by four points. This is the play, Ash. This This is is the play. West Australia all getting down. They're all flooded. 50 here. They're all flooded. How will this pan out? 15 seconds. WA, I mean Victoria, kick it into the 50. WA have numbers. Phelps kicks it, kicks it out into space. They've got it. Five, four, three, two, one. They've done it. They've done it. WA has beat Victoria in the Opens for the first time ever. Unbelievable scenes here at Domain Stadium. <laughs> Victoria were coming in that final quarter. The last play with 15 seconds to go. McWears was the meat in the sandwich of three defenders. Couldn't hold on to it. The ball dropped. 
and WA have done it. They have beaten Victoria 8 4 52 to 7 6 48. Uh, unbelievable game of football, and I'd be remiss of me not to say that at the start of this game, <laughs> I did say. Western Australia by probably less than a goal and a four-point win to them. But to be honest, you know, it's such a privilege to have witnessed that game of football. Uh, we just saw some terrific matchups. You know, we saw Antonio, who for me probably was the best on ground today, uh, had a couple of opponents there. She was fantastic. Uh, I think Frederick Traub probably... Uh, came into her own into that second quarter, third quarter. Danellen just classy. She's got more time than a watchmaker car. Danellen just had so much time to make those decisions. Uh, we saw Hooker and, and Jess Wushner, who worked herself really well into the game, and she finished off well. Uh, for me, for the Victorians, probably Hutchins and, and O'Connor. Uh, Kyochi and Loins uh, had terrific games, and... Gee, it was just a testament to both teams then and, you know, the one goal in it probably is a, is a fantastic way to finish off that game. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I need a cigarette. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I need a and, drink. And, and, sho- and shortly, of course, we'll have our uh, best on ground uh, who'll win the $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Uh, that, like the broadcast, courtesy of my credit card, he's got a bit of a pounding over the last week. But, well, I'll tell you what, it was money well spent just to see this. WA defeating Victoria by four points. A cliffhanger right to the end. And I guess, as I said at the start of the final quarter, it all came down to nerves. And WA was smarter in the little things. Wishner, for example, went going to ground, just kicking the ball ball forward. forward, It doesn't matter. It was forward movement. Yep, that's absolutely right. And I think, you know, you saw... Probably uh, when it was in the balance, Victoria were looking to use their experience and their structures and, you know, they know how to play the big games of football, but we've probably not been under pressure like that in a, in a uh, state game before. So, you know, to Western Australia's credit, they were able to withhold that. They did it sometimes ugly, but they did it. You know, in the end, and that's what's going to count on the on the on the record books. Ash, uh, the goal kickers at full time. Okay, we had Hope with four, uh, Blackburn with one. Uh, McWilliams with one and uh, Carney with one. That's Victoria. And for Western Australia, we had Bowers two, Randall one, Phillips one, uh, Frederick Traub one, uh, Wooshar two, and Swanson one. So, wow. As you can see the scenes, I'm not sure we can turn the mic. You can hear the crowd cheering here at the moment. Uh, the WA girls... Uh, you can see, I think, Graham Burchin just addressing the Victorian troops. They put in a tremendous effort today. I guess, though... It's one of those things, isn't it? You, you can play in the greatest game, but if you're on the other side of the coin immediately afterwards, it doesn't feel all that great. Yeah, it's just fantastic for women's football, to be honest. Yeah. You know, like Victoria have had a stranglehold on the national championship crown for so long, and, you know, I think it's great. It's probably a testament to the programs that are going through Western Australia currently, and, yeah, just so pleased for the girls. Um, just, yeah, like I said, such a privilege to have witnessed that game of football. Well, I'm going to say one thing right now, particularly uh, for the uh, media people that are listening online from AFL Victoria and the WAWFL. Do me a favour, pick up the phone during the week and call up the journalists at the Herald Sun and the Age and ask them this question. Michelle Cohen has led WA to wins in the youth girls and now in open women's football over Victoria, which had never been done before. She's coaching the Melbourne Demons, three zips, so she's not beaten in exhibition games. Ask me the question, why is she still not in some coaching capacity as an assistant coach at a senior men's AFL team? Oh, most definitely. 
her the, resume the, speaks for itself. The strike rate is incredible. <laughs> and you know, you know me, a male coach has got that strike rate in the moment. Anywhere, suburban football, country football. Well, they say that um, every time Michelle has been in the box with Melbourne, uh, with Paul Roos, they haven't lost. And I tell you what, particularly if, if whoever gets the Carlton gig, and I, I know one thing, Michelle probably wouldn't jump into a senior coaching no. role straight away. She'd no. do the apprenticeship and get an assistant coaching role. But whoever gets in, let's say, for example, Carlton, whoever gets the senior gig at Carlton, when you're thinking about the team you put together, you've got to be asking yourself this question, why is Michelle Cohen not on my list? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, you know... Cowan, I, I should say, as yeah, well. Yeah, Cowan, right. no. Cowan. No. <laughs> you know, I think Michelle probably understands that, you know, she, she is essentially doing her apprenticeship now. You know, she's a national championship coach with the West Australian under-18s and now with the state open. So, you know, all she's got to do is just keep putting her name out there. You know, it speaks for itself. Presentation's about to happen uh, shortly on the ground and what's going to be a strike occasion. So, ladies, um, I can talk for a while and you can get out your cameras and start taking snapshots of this because you're WA girls and you, and you certainly want to capture this uh, moment in history here from the uh, commentary box here at uh, Subiaco. And may I just say as well, what a benefit the AFL Women's Exhibition Matches has been for WA football because Victoria, I guess, is the Victorian women have had more elite football, mainly due to numbers and depth. So there's been a lot more better quality sides to play week in, week out, where it's a smaller league competition in WA. So to have those exhibition games and the ability to play elite football brings up their standard, and we've seen today it's paid the ultimate dividends. Yeah, I think what it does is it just exposes those girls to elite behaviours, and that's what you want. You want those girls to go into that elite AFL environment, bring that back to their club teams, that lifts everybody. Um, you know, I certainly agree with you there, Peter. You know, it's been a, a fantastic addition, and, you know, the girls that have had those opportunities to play in... Uh, that game a couple of weeks ago, those 14 girls, they would have got around all the other girls that haven't. And, you know, the spectators that have been down here today, the people that are listening out there in Radio Land, the people that watch this when it gets uploaded onto, you know, the World Wide Web, they're the ones that are going to say, this is what I want to do now. This is my number one sport option. I want to get out there. I want to play women's football. Look at the fantastic athletes they are. They play, play a great brand. You know, and that's what we want going forward. It may not be officially a long weekend here in WA, but uh, it, it <laughs> might, might be tonight. Might be for the girls. It's going to be a big night tonight, I think, for the WA girls. So we can pick up the uh, microphone down on the ground with uh, Alison. Now, I have a question about the young 
Carlton being named uh, best on ground there, and uh, that's what two from two when you include the exhibition games. Red hot form. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, playing well throughout the WA WFL for Swan Districts as well. There's uh, Juddy on the ground now about to uh, hand back the microphone to Jan Cooper as they have the uh, presentations out there on the ground. And uh, the best player for Victoria going to Daisy Pierce, the former captain who handed over the reins to Melissa Hickey this year, but still current captain of Darabin Falcons and the Melbourne Football Club. Leading not to uh, say anything but to take the football. Now the WA coaches best and fairest being given by Michelle Cowan. There we are, ladies. Brianna Green, best on ground for WA, according to Michelle Cowan. Yeah, definitely. She like, she's, If you look at her height and her build, you'd think she'd get absolutely smashed, but she's just so tough. Played a different role than she normally does down at East Romano, and she did in the exhibition game as well, so a bit of a run-with player, and, yeah, she's uh, you know just fantastic for her size, and she's only going to improve. And uh, that... Uh ends proceedings out there on the ground we're on here for five more minutes and uh, as we speak uh, that moment being taken right now Julie and uh, Ash the photo being taken of the victorious WA side oh. yeah there's some excited girls yeah. down there you I'm know to get down there hey oh wow well done girls yep they're really going to enjoy this win too the girls oh. 
And uh, I can tell you one thing, look out the bar tab tonight. <laughs> I think the girls will be celebrating in style. There might be a few weary heads on uh, Saturday, but I think the phone call will be going straight away to Alison Moore to say, um, say that uh, vision of the game that you were filming to upload later on. Can we have a copy right now? now? Yeah, can we get the DVD? Are they going to sing the song out on the oval? Yep, yep. Like Let's see if we can get Woo! it uh, loud and clear. We'll have the mics up. Let's try our best. The WA girls getting around in the circle. The Black Swans victorious today. 8452 to 7648. Here they are on Domain Stadium, ready to sing the song. Black Swan singing their song and uh, I think Nick Williams and O'Connor they're just trundling off slowly for Victoria you can see that they uh, they're absolutely devastated because for them um, never lost. yeah wearing a big V it was a case of no one wants to be the side that drops the first one no one wants to be in that position and um, I guess unfortunately for them as I said despite how brave they battled today which was sensational um, it's one thing that's going to stick in their claw and uh, and because of this new structure uh, where it looks like we're playing maybe once a year or once every two years, no one quite is quite sure yet, it means there'll be a while yet before they're able to, uh, I guess, seek a vengeance if they can. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see they've got uh, a few, uh, shall we say, more elderly mm. uh, statesmen in, in the likes of Meg Hutchins and uh, Nicole Cullinan. Katie Brennan, so you know it'll be interesting to see whether those girls are around for the next one. Um, I, think, I think Katie I, might be. I think she's only 22. I, I'd, I'd say to say, <laughs> I, uh, I'd, don't call her Katie. Oh, geez, you know, <laughs> okay. Katie, Katie Nichols said that's that. A, that's a typo, Katie. <laughs> you know, no, no. Um, and the interesting thing is, I think some of the more experienced partners will stick around only because we're. If this national competition goes ahead in 2017, we're only a year and a half away, and I think those that would have thought about retiring, a bit like Cecilia McIntosh was thinking about retiring, might go, I just want to at least play in the first year of this national competition, so yeah. I've got a feeling a few of them that are just going to hang in there just for that extra little bit, just in case they get that chance. Yeah, I think, you know, Hutchie's probably an example of that, you know, I think... Uh Age is just a number for her, and I know that she works super, super hard in the off-season. And, <laughs> and Michelle Cowan has just been uh, had a water shower. <laughs> yep. Thank you very much, Michelle. You'll be having a... Uh, well, you've already had a cold shower now. You'll be needing a hot shower soon after that. I'd be... More, I'd be um Stoked that it's water and not Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least it's not, at least it's not sticky. I guess that's one thing that you can uh, put down. Uh, almost time for us to uh, wrap things up here on GirlsPlayFooty.com. Just before we go to our uh, best player who'll win that fifty dollars Rebel Sport uh, voucher, I should make some notes of the streaming that will be happening uh, uh, for the respective games coming up uh, over this long weekend uh, at nine thirty a.m. tomorrow morning. If you go to YouTube.com forward slash AFL Sydney Live. We'll post on our Girls Play Footy Facebook page so you get that link again. YouTube.com forward slash AFL Sydney Live. 9.30am tomorrow Melbourne time. It will be the game between AFL Sydney and AFL Canberra and that representative match. Then on Sunday two games. Um, we'll, at 1.40pm bounce down at Pump Road Oval for Victoria 2 versus New South Wales ACT. Uh, the radio call will be on girlsplayfooty.com. I believe there might be a video stream as well. So just keep your eye on VWFL.com com.au on Sunday as well for those uh, respective links uh, and then also on Sunday night 6.45pm a live video stream of Queensland versus Tasmania and uh, that game 
Uh, if you go to aflq.com.au, they will have the link there for you to be able to uh, watch that game. Or check the Girls Bay Footy Facebook page and we'll retweet that uh, link. So therefore you can watch those uh, respective games live. But uh, And don't forget that the vision of this match, I believe, was being filmed by the Fremantle Football Club, as I was led to believe, so we may be having that vision uh, later on in the week. So I guess keep your eye peeled on the WAWFL Twitter and Facebook and uh, website. So uh, I guess now we can say replay a bit of history. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's my understanding as well. And, you know, it is a shame that the live stream couldn't happen, but it's fantastic that the Dockers came on board and said that they would film it. So... Yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing that and maybe hearing us getting a bit excited. And uh, maybe, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it was either Alison Moore or Jan Cooper, just walks across to, uh, to uh, I think it might be Bruce and, um, and Dennis tonight on Channel 7. I might just tap him on the shoulders and go, guys, when you just open up tonight, just you might want to mention what happened earlier today. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be fantastic. The more people hear about it, the better. So the $50 Rebel Sport voucher for the player of the day. Julie Nickel, I'm putting you in the hot seat. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, look, for me there was a, uh, a few outstanding players today, but the one that sticks in mind for me, the person that I believe probably influenced the game uh, in terms of uh, cutting out uh, a player, in terms of taking those fantastic marks across half-back and, and really setting up that attacking game for Western Australia was Ebony Antonio. I thought she was fantastic and, you know, probably slightly quiet towards the end of the game, but, you know, still was involved in a couple of key plays right towards the end there. Um, you know, she was solid all day for me, so, she did yeah, I brand. think I'd, uh, I'd give it to her today. And for those at home, what WA club does she represent? Uh, she's in the uh, Coastal Titans, so Ashley's club, so she's got a massive smile on her face so, at the moment. So you head along to any Coastal Titans game and you'll be able to see Ebony Rose Antonio run around and I'll, and I'll trust uh, Asher Anshaw to pass on that $50 Rebel Sport voucher to... Um, yeah, I'm itching to go see Yeah, yeah, just, just in case you don't put it in your backpack and oh, pick nah, up the Rebel Sport. Sure you know, if you've got a new pair of footy boots, everyone knows what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I won't. I'll give it to her. But uh, time to wrap things up. We'll also have the radio replay for you up later tonight uh, once we transfer the files across. Hopefully in about an hour or so, you'll be able to listen back to uh, that thrilling finish. Uh, also, just a quick thank you to all those that have been listening and those that have stuck around of late. Um, uh, we don't have any sponsors here at girlsplayfooty.com yet. It's all self-funded by ourselves, the volunteers. So thank you very much uh, for those who have uh, done all the likes and done all the Twitters uh, throughout the week. That really does support us because, yep, it, it's a little bit of a financial pain to be able to fly across to WA and, and to do stuff in Victoria and hand out the prizes, but it's all about supporting women's footy and getting as much women's footy media coverage as possible. So when you do a like, when you do a comment, it really does mean a lot to us. And as I wrap up, I really should thank on special comments today, a marvellous job, and thank you again, Julie Nichols. Thanks, Peter. Look, you know, this is a, a new opportunity for me. I was involved with the youth girls doing special comments when it was in Perth uh, recently and, you know, really appreciate the opportunity to be a part of this broadcast and just such a privilege to witness that game of football today. I'll, I'll go home with a massive smile on my face. And a woman with a grin from ear to ear, <laughs> Ash Renshaw, thank you very much for your commentary today. No, thank you, Peter. It's, um, I think we're all part of history calling it. So, no, it's great and uh, yeah, thank you. And I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for your company. Remember, girlsplayfooty.com back 1 o'clock Melbourne time on Sunday for Victoria 2 versus New South Wales ATT. Your calling team, Daniel Hill, Matthew Cox and Katie Lambeski. And I will be uh, on the boundary line for that. And I'll be back in the commentary chair in two weeks' time on the following Sunday, and that being the 14th of June when we do Melbourne University versus Darabin uh, in the VWFL Premier Division. Thank you very much for your company and supporting us at girlsplayfooty.com. Until then... 
Bye for now. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop open till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Thinking about selling your home? or looking for a company to manage your property investments. With offices in Brunswick, Carlton, Northcote and North Melbourne, Hocking Stewart are the experts in Melbourne's inner north. Hocking Stewart takes the hard work out of selling by offering the unique service of preparing homes for sale, including property repairs, property styling and furniture hire. For a free property appraisal from one of our friendly and reliable team members, call Hocking Stewart on 9340 1900. Here, get out of love. I'm here about the car. Hi, um, are they with you? Yeah, a few boys wanted to come over in case you join. I mean, look at the car. <laughs> oh, I need to sell my car fast. Need to sell your car fast? At sellmycar.com.au, we will buy your car. Cash for your car, fast. Sellmycar.com.au Conditions apply. See sellmycar.com.au Diamond Creek Women's Football Club are proudly supported by Jets Greensboro and Lorimer. Jets is a 24-7 gym that offers no lock-in contracts, low rates and access to over 250 plus clubs across Australia. For those looking to improve your health and fitness and looking to train indoors throughout this winter, head down and see the team at either Jets Greensboro or Lorimer. Mention the Diamond Creek Women's Football Club and we'll waive the $89 joining fee. It's that easy. Diamond Creek Women's Football Club powered by Jets. Come on, Creekers! If your car's not performing at its best, drop into Auto Clinic. Auto Clinic Heidelberg has been your local mechanic for over 25 years with a great reputation for superior customer care and quality car servicing. Pre-purchased inspections, routine servicing, brake and clutch replacements, auto electrical, all that and more. Covered by an accredited VACC member. Auto Clinic. Form on... Gomery Street, Heidelberg Heights. Call 9459-6952. Proud sponsors of the Darabin Falcons.
on in Division Five. We're going to have up to 27 on the t- on the list. So, um, depending on how how committed they are to the team and how professional they are, um, not all of them, of course, want to or want to play the full game, and they want to rotate through the bench. So it's it's a really good atmosphere. And also, there's this interesting rule, obviously, in Division 5, that if you're playing against a side and they might be lower numbers, you can actually loan players to the other team. Has that had to happen at any stage throughout the year? We actually had one game earlier on in the year against Q, it was, who were a little bit short on numbers. Um, and they've obviously gone from strength to strength now with their merging their two teams into one. Um, but we had to shorten the ground. And we thought that we played, I think, 12 on 12 or 14 on 14, the minimum number we could. We lent them some players and uh, put the goals up shorten the ground so they could a few goals and uh, it worked well. Everyone, we just had a good day and it's more about inclusion for us so it was really good. Uh, have you noticed the girls' uh, attitude to football change since the first game? Obviously everyone was having a bit of a laugh, having a bit of kick uh, in the opening week. Has that changed as we've got closer to finals once the reality kicks in of, oh hey, we're going to finish with a double chance here, you know, there might be an opportunity to have a shot at a flag? You know, it's really interesting because a lot of the girls, they've played quite a substantial amount of footy with a number of clubs around in the BWFL in its historical forms and we've got a, a, quite a few that have come down from Melbourne Uni and they've all stuck together and they know what finals is about so they're, they're very excited this time of year and likewise we've got a lot of brand new girls to the game who are still finding out positions on the field let alone uh, finals but they're at training you can see they're all very excited and we can't wait to get out there tomorrow. Uh, the big game tomorrow at uh, Bill Laurie Oval you're taking on uh, Seaford who are at the top of the table in Division 5 in fact their Division 2 team as well is at top of the table in that respective division have, have you found a way that you think you might be able to uh, crack the egg and get through the Seaford defences and score a uh, upset win? Oh, look, last time we played Seaford, every time we've played Seaford, it's been a great, great contest this year. And obviously, they've had the strength and they've been around and they've got some fantastic players. But tomorrow, we're, probably, we're definitely going to have the strongest team we've had for the year. Um, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. It'll be a good game for everyone, no matter what. And obviously, you're part of the uh, bigger organisation there with the North Old Boys, uh, St. Patrick's uh, College uh, uh, Club, uh, with the men's side and the amateurs, and of course the uh, Brunswick Juniors as well. Have you found that support of them uh, well welcoming the women's side? And have you managed to drag along supporters from those sides to be able to watch the women's game? 